to a very special Christmas episode of Loud About Nothing. It's me, the jolliest dude in the podcast game, Sebastian Connelly. And as always, Santa has his little helper and mine is here right beside me. The cutest elf I've ever seen. Robbie boy. Robbie, say hello to What's going people. on? Merry Christmas, everyone. I, this is Christmas. It's Christmas Day. I hope you just finished opening all your gifts and now you're here with yeah. the beautiful boys to hang out to enjoy a very, very, very special Christmas episode. And we have Father of Christmas of all. <laughs> Father of Christmas of all. Christmas of all. Christmas of all. You asked how I wanted to be introduced. I, that was not part of it, but I like it. Father, Father, Father of Christmas of all. Father of Christmas of all. You know him for being George Lucas on the George Lucas talk show. You know him from Dead Eyes. And you know him from being a father of Christmas. <laughs> Give it up for Connor Ratliff. Thank you. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy this is holidays. so beautiful. Holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> this is beautiful. All right, now I'm going to talk normal. Uh, welcome, welcome, Connor. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. I'm so happy that you're here. Um, we had a beautiful day together. Very funny day. And I'm so happy that you're here. Nobody loves Christmas more than you, Connor. I, uh, there are probably people who love it as much. That's kind of you. But I'm competitive. I'm, I'm, like, I'm up there with the people who enjoy it the most. So you and I used to have a feud about Christmas. Did, Did we? I don't remember. Wow, that hurts. No, no, because I, I don't remember <laughs> fighting with you about something. There was one thing that we didn't agree, agree about. When Christmas starts. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, November 1st, 6 a.m. Yep. November 1st, 6 a.m., Connor is. And I've changed, and now I'm on your team. Uh, because since we had this disagreement, the world uh, shut down. <laughs> yes! It got sad. And, <laughs> we could use the extra boost. And, and, and then yeah, extra little month of celebrating. Yeah, I always, um, I always feel like... I like when Halloween starts a little early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mind if I see Halloween stuff popping up in September, even though I know October is – anytime in October, Halloween is fine. Like, we Beautiful. all sort of agree. October 1st, if you see a jack-o'-lantern, you're like, happy Halloween. Great. Right? Yes. September is a little early. Yeah. But because there's something a little naughty about Halloween, you always sort of feel like, oh, look at you, Halloween sneaking into September. Sure, sure, right? sure, yeah. And also, what does September have? They put out pencils. That's the decoration of September. There's there's back books, to school, I guess. Labor Day. Yeah. There's back to school. There's 9/11. Like there's not a lot of fun. Oh, I forgot. Oh, I yeah. forgot. I forgot. Never do that. Ne you I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. They, I've been warned about this. Yeah. And I did exactly the what they. The only holiday slogan <laughs> that is specifically about not forgetting. I know. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Do not do that. Yeah, I forgot. Um. So. Thank so you. so a little bit of sneaky Halloween in September doesn't mind. And Tim Burton uh, really did a great job of, of uh, solidifying the, the end of year holiday spree. Yes. Because you can start watching Nightmare Before Christmas way earlier than any other Christmas thing. Yeah. Because it's a Halloween thing. If, it feels a little weird to wait till November to watch the Nightmare Before Christmas. Interesting. Yeah, I say it's the first, the November 1st, All Saints Day might be the perfect day to watch um that movie it's yeah the bridge yeah because it takes place where it opens and yep. halloween is kind of the ending yeah and yeah uh but no one would object to watching nightmare before christmas as a pre-halloween movie no I, don't, or I think it would be a weird objection 100 yeah i totally agree um 
but then for me, uh, and I, I should stipulate before we get into this, okay. I celebrate secular Christmas. I do not, I don't object to the religious part of it. I just, just not for me. Do, do you like religious songs? Sure, they're fine. They're Some f- of them are great. Fall on your knees. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you like that line particularly? <laughs> I just think that, well, that's a very majestic song. Yeah, yeah. For heal the angels' voices. It's a crazy song. Oh, night. I love the dramatic nature of those songs. I do too. I like when, and it, sometimes when they when they get very like, uh, like, Oh, when they start uh, talking uh, Latin. Yeah. Leti triumphante, or whatever they're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't mind the majesty of some of that in the same way that I, I am impressed by a lot of uh, architecture uh, that is uh, religiously uh, uh, ordained or inspired or whatever. Sure, you're not going to Notre Dame and go, ah, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I like What's it, this? but I'm also yeah, yeah. like, yeah. I don't approve of the organization. Yeah. Have you uh, been to Vatican City? I haven't. It's horrible. Really? It's bad? Wait, you think so? I hated it. Why? What about crowded? It? it was so crowded. Yeah. I couldn't. It means it's a tourist. I, I, it was it's so just... crowded. I couldn't look, do anything. I was trying to look at this beautiful artwork. Oh, yeah. And I was just being yelled, shh, shh, be quiet. It's a, this is a holy sanctuary. Be quiet. I'm like, I can't even yeah, enjoy myself. I have a weird thing, and I just realized I've never said this out loud, but it happens every time. Whenever people say Vatican City, I immediately in my head start playing David Bowie's Suffragette City and replacing the word Suffragette with Vatican. I don't know. It's can you can you give me yeah, a little Oh lean on me, man, because you can't afford the ticket. And Suffragette City. Okay. And yeah. then you say Vatican but City. But I always stick Vatican in and I always imagine that playing. I don't think they would play that if you uh went there. No, they wouldn't. Because it's just something I invented in my head. So you know that they knocked down all the, uh, they knocked off all the penises on the statues. Who's they? Um, uh, is, is this like a QAnon thing? Uh, no. <laughs> Welcome to the QAnon podcast. No, no, Happy no, Christmas, no. Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas. So you gestured like, like as if there was a little hammer. <laughs> That's well. This is I, me and my aunt. We were all joking around. Yeah. And my uncle, they are historians, and we we're all joking around about how they removed it, right? And then about the job of the person. That if they want to like make the statues whole again, because there is a draw in Vatican City filled with stone penises, to just go around with all these penises and trying to match them to the statue would be an amazing fun... art internship. So there is a drawer with who? Who's the they who not who chopped off all the knocked I, off all the penises? I forget the Pope's name, but it was a Pope. It was a Pope who did it. Yes, the Pope said it was crude. Uh, the art was crude, so let's get rid of it. So, so they, this is how I didn't watch either old Pope or new Pope. I think. <laughs> They didn't want, they didn't, this didn't happen in either of those shows, no, I imagine. No, 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 This is the best Pope story I've ever heard. Really? Because <laughs> I like to imagine that there's an element of showmanship. Yeah. Like if the Pope had a little hammer, and maybe he did it like he like announced to like the staff, like, uh-huh. everyone come upstairs. <laughs> like a sh- ribbon-cutting ceremony? Yeah. And I like imagining him doing it to the tune of uh, Carol of the Bells, you know, the one that goes, ring, ring the bell, ding, ring the bell, dong, dong, dong. Just yelling dong. What a dumb thing to do. I know. What a dumb Pope that was. Which Pope was it? I don't know. I got to look that up. The dumbest Pope. And then he to say, I have a project. <laughs> that was your Pope voice. Yeah, I have a project. <laughs> well, what's what's your project? Oh, it's really good. <laughs> do we have any little hammers? Why, why, why do you need hammers? Uh, well, you know the naked man statues. You mean the art? Oh uh, yeah, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know you can see they're not pants. You see everything. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna break off all the pieces, put, put them in a drawer. <laughs> 
this guy, that's straight up like serial killer stuff. That's yep. like insane that that was his idea. Yeah. All right. Open the drawer. It sounds Open like he just wanted a lot of drawer. penises. What's up? It kind of sounds like he wanted a lot of penises. Interesting, Robbie. That's your take from that? Well, kind like a, of. Like he kept them. He didn't throw them out. Oh, it's a souvenir. Oh, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a token. Yeah. 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 Interesting. What, what a dumb, what a dumb, dumb guy that must have been. Imagine talking to that guy about anything else. You think it people is. knew when he was he was on the yeah. on the rise? They're like he's ne- he's next in succession. It's going to be like, some not, weird years not coming Joey. up. Not yeah, Joey. No, oh, no. Oh, Joey. Who <laughs> <laughs> when he goes in the shower goes, "Oh, no, no, I hate this." <laughs> yeah. Uh um but yeah, so I like to keep Christ out of Christmas too in some ways. Yeah, I don't mind. It's just for me the the biblical religious aspects of it are less interesting to me. Than the parts that are admittedly fictional, yeah, yeah, they're more whimsical and fun. Yeah, the magic, the magic of of Christ is comes with a weight. Yeah, the magic of Santa has no weight to it. Even just honestly, there are plenty of beautiful aspects to to that story mm-hmm. for sure. But you're right; the weight is that like this is all a predetermined kind of kind of a, 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 a ends badly. Yeah, uh, but. The thing that and I'm the thing that bothers me is the there's the thing of King Herod killing a bunch of kids because he's like I hear one of these is a, the Messiah. Yeah. So he kills a bunch of kids. Mm-hmm. And I was always like that just puts a damper on that whole aspect of the holiday. Oh yeah, so on Christmas that means kids were being killed or or soon after like there yeah. was a there were to me it's one of oh, those yes. things that's like yeah, like if the Santa Claus story doesn't also involve, well, sometimes when Santa comes down the chimney, there's a kid there and he'll land on them and that kid will die. Never. There's not, even if that happened one time, you kind of be like, I don't like Santa Claus. It's it's, it's a bad it's a bad story. It, it bums me out to hear it. And the baby Jesus story, it just has like stuff attached to it that's not as fun. And what I like about Christmas is I like what, I like what's fun about it. And I also like what's sad about it. Okay, so yes. what's sad about Christmas? I I read a quote recently from Sufjan Stevens. Okay, and he, he celebrates like his, his he was speaking specifically of the religious aspect of it. Great. He was talking about how Christmas is about death, because ultimately it's the marking. It's like the end of the year, the passage of time. We think about like, oh, it's the end of another year. Yeah, and there is something about the way we take stock every year of like where we are compared to the previous year. Yes. And inevitably over time, maybe not every year, but a lot of times that will be, well, who have we lost? Yeah. Who's not, who's yeah, not here yeah. for this Christmas? And part of the joy of Christmas is who's still here. Yes. But even the joy of that is tinged with the notion that we won't all be here for every Christmas. A hundred percent. And there's something that's like melancholy about that, that is in the bones of a lot of, like Christmas songs have like a, yeah. there are, there are sad Christmas songs. Yeah. Like, like I'll I think, be home for Christmas inherently is like, yeah. Also, we don't, that part of I'll be home for Christmas is we don't really believe that it's a hundred percent that that person will be home for Christmas. Yeah. It's written before Christmas. Yeah. I'll be home for Christmas. You can count on me. Oof. You know? Oof. <laughs> Connor, you are, you're gutting me. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Jesus. But it's sad. Yeah, it's yeah. sad. I, I think the most beautiful, and this is not a, a hot take at all. A lot of people think this, but I think the okay. most beautiful Christmas song for me is uh, 
Well, I have two that I really like the most. Okay. Neither of them is an unconventional choice. Cool. But I like uh, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Tremendous. And I don't mind. There's the original, like, uh, uh, Meet Me in St. Louis version uh-huh. that um, has the we'll have to muddle through somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have to muddle through somehow. And then there's a an alternate lyric to that, which uh-huh. would have been the version I would have heard first. Yeah. Which is... Uh, Hang a shining star upon the highest bow. Yes. A lot of people hate that replacement lyric. I think the first time I would have heard that would have been Bert and Ernie singing that on a Sesame Street Christmas. Uh, and even though it's like the more cheerful of the lyrics, uh-huh. there's still something sad in the melody of it that I think I kind of like the cheery lyric because that you can't take what's sad out of that music of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hang a shining star upon the highest bow. It's, it's like still, the progression, the uh, no progression yeah, yeah. is sad. It's still sad. It doesn't sound like the way you break. Yourself. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing you could sing to that melody that would make it kind of sad, where it's like, <laughs> let's go down and have a little soup now. It will be so good. Yeah. I've made soup for everyone in neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> I remove that man telling you it was like a Russian folk song. It sounded like, like I had to drop a word that made it sound. I had to, on the fly. I had to drop a word. It sounded like I was playing a character who would learn it. And the song was sad for so many reasons that I was like, oh, this melody's sad. The soup, you gotta feed the I, whole. First off, you're feeding the whole town. What's going on in the town? That they have this this poor this man, man that can't speak goes. making the soup for everyone. I make soup. Okay, let Tom make the soup. I I, I arrived there too late because I ran out of syllables. <laughs> I made soup for everyone in neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're right. The no. point being, yeah, it's, yeah, the point we lost the point a little bit in that. It's, it's sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think it's beautiful. My other favorite Christmas song isn't. I don't even think it's technically a Christmas song. It's Sleigh Ride. Oh, incredible! Were you in the band? I was not in the band. I was in the band, and that song was the ultimate percussion song. Yeah, because it, it, whoever hit that, what? Yeah. It oh was yeah, the a moment. The, yeah, it was, people would freak out about to hit that thing. I love that song. I like the Boston, Boston Pops instrumental version of that, Me which too. is that. And I also love it with the lyrics. The lyrics are really fun. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's mention of Christmas. It's just any time where you have winter and there could be a sleigh ride. Yeah. Um, but why? Why can't we listen to that song after? If you play that song. January fifteenth, people will be furious at you. They will be know about furious. They'll Are just you be kidding confused. me? I think they'll be more confused than furious. <laughs> Who'll be confused? <laughs> I mean, like, well, wait, just, wait, what day is this? No, I think they'd be like, why is this guy playing Christmas just, music? Just imagine, just imagine if, if you owned a restaurant and on Valentine's Day you went. Da, 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 I think it would be confusion do, more do, than anger. Do, do. No, <laughs> yeah. I think it would be anger. You think it'd be just anger? hear those sleigh bells ringing, jingling, jingling too. Like Happy Valentine's Day. Like find the reference. Yeah. Where do we mention Christmas? This is a winter song, yeah. not a Christmas song. I have it's a, a playlist. I have a playlist on Spotify uh-huh. that I listen to of <laughs> songs that you can still play because I don't really like listening to Christmas music 
after like the 26th. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because some people do the whole week. I, I think it's a, it's fine, but it's a little bit weird. Like, part of the reason I like a big build-up to Christmas is because once you get to Christmas Day, Christmas Day is the worst of all the Christmas days. Yeah. Because it's sort of like, that's when we start ending Christmas. Interesting. We do a day, we do pajama day in my house. So well, we do one extra day. In England, Boxing Day, uh, the day after Christmas, uh-huh. really builds out. They also have, like, really good stuff on TV for all the days of, like, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, uh, Boxing Day. Yeah. Um, They'll have like events, like a sure. TV show will like have its series finale, and it'll just uh-huh. be like a special event on on Christmas. Amazing. And what I found is like you'll have like a radio station will stop playing Christmas music at like noon on on the twenty fifth. Really? Oh, interesting. Yeah, and it'll be like they've been playing Christmas music for months, and all of a sudden it'll be like one p.m. on Christmas, and they will be back to like playing Steely Dan or something. You know? Wow, that's great. You know what's funny? I was listening to um. Delilah 106.7 does it all year. Mm-hmm. And they go, playing Christmas music all the way to December 25th. I was like, yeah, isn't that implied? <laughs> isn't that implied that you're going to play till? But I guess some places do stop. Yeah. Well, I always thought there was something really sad about our, uh, when I was growing up, the neighbors across the street would throw their Christmas tree out on Christmas Day. Stop. Oh, really? And like after dinner? Yeah, like after, they'd have like an afternoon dinner and then be like, <laughs> We're Ow. done. Wait, do they have kids? Yeah. Wow, that's a sad house. Yeah, where it's like, yeah, but it's also All like right, back. homework. Time to do the homework. Like, what are we doing? I guess they're playing with the toys. I don't know. Yeah, they're, they're making room the... in the living room. But play yeah, with the has room. Tr- time to make room in the living room. <laughs> you can Finally, build, make, make, yeah, there should be a song. Making room in the living, living room, room on Christmas. <laughs> Awesome. Just, there are no, yeah, there are no songs that really celebrate the people who decide to really hard stop celebrating yeah. Christmas on Christmas Day. Christmas is over. The goose is no longer fat. Yeah. See, I should have cut a syllable like you, but I was scared. Goose no longer fat. Goose no fat. Uh, so yeah, like I, I also think I'm a big believer in. Well. I made a Christmas special a few years back called The Spirit of Ratliff. You can find it on of YouTube. Course. Everyone should check it out. And it was a sequel to The Chris Gethard Show. Uh, uh, two of the people who worked on that, Keith Haskell and Rob Malone, had made these. Um, we, when we were doing the show on Public Access, uh-huh. they would always like sort of hijack Gethard and make him make a Christmas special on the week we were off from Public Access. I love that. And they would videotape them like doing weird stuff where they'd like, go get a tree. Then when it became a real TV show... Uh, Gethard was less available and also less into like it, it was like move on to someone else in the show and do a, sure. another because it, it was Spirit of Gethard. Yeah, yeah. Then the first year that it was on a real like cable station, Rob and Keith were like, "How about we do a Spirit of Ratliff one?" And I said, "Well, what if I write songs for it and it'll have like a soundtrack?" Which you can if you look on like Discogs or something. Every now and then you can find a copy of the album. We made some like vinyl, physical album. vinyl yes. copies of it. But it's on Spotify, I think. That's amazing. It is on Spotify. Yeah. I listened. Yeah. And one of the songs is about keeping the uh, decorations up in January. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I have a real uh, strong philosophy about that, which is once you get to, I think it's like January 6th or something. Like the 12 days of Christmas start on Christmas. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. It's yeah. not a countdown to Christmas. No, no, no. The idea is like on Christmas Day, you get the partridge in the pear tree. Yes. And on the 
26th, you get uh, two turtle doves and a partridge. And yes. So on and so on. And it ah. goes through, uh, what's the... It's Little Christmas. Uh, what's the name? There's like the name for that. I'm blanking oh, on. Oh, like uh, yes. It's when the, the three epiphany saints or whatever. Came, is it the Epiphany? So, I don't know the exact so, name, but I know what it is. Um, something like that. And, but it's like January 6th or something. And that's the date when like you'll notice a lot of reasonable people all take their tree and decorations down. And a lot of unreasonable people do other things. Sure. And and always and always will. Always will. Uh, but I'm I'm a big believer that yes, at that point you shouldn't keep Santa Claus related stuff up. January sixth. Okay. January sixth. I think January seventh. I don't speak. I'm not speaking for myself. In, this is my family too. My dad. We would take the tree down January sixth, and he go. My dad's. He, he, oh, oh, what's this? It seems we forgot one gift under the tree for all of us, and we get one little Christmas gift. Oh, that's a really nice one. And as we took down the tree, we would discover a gift which my dad just put there, and it would be something that wasn't Christmassy at all. Usually, it was like something to hang in the room or something to like remember, uh, like like get excited for the new year in some way. I just now thought of an idea for okay. well, because I'll, I'll finish this and then I'll I, I just thought of a new idea that I think we can maybe make catch on. Okay, amazing. Um, we like new ideas for the future too. That's right. Um, so I'm a big believer that anything that's a wintry decoration, okay. like uh -huh. snowflakes or white lights, like not not like the primary colors Christmas lights, but like anything that's uh, snow or winter and not uh, Christmas character related. Uh huh. Uh, let's have a carve out for Frosty because Frosty's a snowman. Yes. Yes. Uh, carve out for Frosty's wife, family, snowman characters. Reindeer can live. They're no white. reindeer. They're Christmassy. They're, they're too Christmas. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, too yeah. associated because Frosty don't work for Santa. Frosty don't work for no one. Yeah. For, Frosty, Frosty. Frosty don't He's work for no one. Here He's for a elusive. good time. Yeah. But keep those up because otherwise it's too um, depressed. Maybe even put up more ones in January. Yeah. Because it's too depressing to go from you get the daylight savings time change, you get the weather change, yeah, you get all these decorations, and all of a sudden you just yank away the one part that's maybe brightening the mood a little. And you're just trying to eat healthy and go to the gym, and there's no decorations anymore, and you're just fucking sad. Yeah. I yeah. think... Yeah, January uh, sucks. We have nothing to look forward to. I've never seen... There's a movie starring Kevin Klein called The January Man. Okay. Have you heard of this? No. No. I've never seen it. I like Kevin Klein movies. Kevin Klein. I believe this was a movie that he made. Did he do In and Out? Yeah. I love that movie. Um the uh <laughs> I'm gonna look this up here and see sure. what it's about. The January. I think it was man. after he won the Oscar for Fish Called Wanda. And so this might and be And forgive me if, if if I'm about to invent an idea that someone else already has out there. Okay, so the January Man is uh, a movie that came out in 1989, written by John Patrick Shanley, who wrote Moonstruck. I love Moonstruck. Um, it's a thriller. It's a mystery. Disgraced ex-policeman Nick Starkey, Kevin Klein, uh -huh. is brought back to the force by his brother Frank, Harvey Keitel, to help find a serial killer loose in New York City. Now, maybe a bit grim for a holiday... <laughs> You had no idea what you were about to read. And then you realize, oh, that's too much. But it's Kevin Klein when he's got the mustache, which I always uh -huh. think is a very fun variant of Kevin Klein characters yeah, yeah, when he's got yeah, the mustache. Of course. But I think if we celebrate the, the coming of the January man. Okay. Like, no, a cop coming back to the forest. <laughs> a disgrace. To solve one last murder. January. Support the hey. police. <laughs> 
Connor's, Connor's original <laughs> idea. Are you worried someone else thought of this idea first, Connor? I'm worried someone. That's, yeah, that's I'm worried. I'm, wor- I'm, January, I'm worried there's some back to blue campaign out there that's like, the January man. <laughs> I'm worried this might catch. No. And then you'll be the man behind it all. You'll be uh, the January, man. man. Yeah, the founder. Of yes. What's Connor know for? Dead Eyes. He founded the January Cop Month. <laughs> this is the two. Th- this is your legacy that you're leaving behind. Connor. I think. Here's the thing. I don't have the rights to the movie. I have no skin in the game as far as that. I just like the idea of let's reinvent the character. I like the idea of the <laughs> January, January man. Keep the name. Keep keep the the name. name. Yeah. And the actor. Let's treat it the way any Hollywood would treat IP. Just like yeah. strip away everything yeah. that the original material was about. But we like the name January man. And the mustache. And we like the way. Here, let me show you. I'm going to show you the poster for the January man. You tell me. You tell me if you would, if you would like this January man. Tremendous. You tell me. Oh, he looks amazing. The January man. But it is clearly uh, a cop. It's it, clearly <laughs> holding a bag. But here's what I say. It's clearly a cop. Connor. Here's what I say. What do you say? It's a, defend yourself now. We replace the badge with just a note that says, I'm the January man. I love it. <laughs> or, I love it. Or it I might say, it. it's January. It's January. Jan 1, you know? Jan 1. Yeah, or, or whatever day in January is. The January man comes to visit. And he tells you what part of January you're currently in. It's a so, calendar. Yeah. He's, he, <laughs> you're pitching a man, a cop a is a calendar. Assistant. So a cop comes to my house every day and tells me what day it is. Open up. It's the police. January 3rd. He's not a cop. He's not a cop anymore. He's, he's, a, cop anymore. he's a disgrace. He's a disgrace. He's, he's gone. a disgrace cop. cop. So he definitely did something wrong. <laughs> This is good. This is I, good. I say we remove the cop narrative from it. It's too okay. divisive. Okay, okay. He's just a January man. He's just his man. January. Does he have a gun? I like it. No. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no gun. Okay. No gun. Because he got to take it away. No, no, no. Okay. Out of a story. Out of the story. <laughs> I'm saying we we removed all those narrative elements out okay, of it. Okay, like good. we don't remember the fact that the the modern iteration of of Santa Claus was based on the Coca-Cola design. We don't that's not something that we he's not a Coca-Cola man. He's Santa he's Claus. The, that was based on Coca-Cola? I think it was, that's what I've always heard. Maybe what that's about wrong. Norman Rockwell. That was post Coke. Uh, I guess I thought I think Co- Norman Rockwell is older than he is. Mm, well, he's dead now. Uh, he's really old. No, he stopped aging. <laughs> you you don't continue birthdays after someone dies. I continue birth dates. Oh, uh, so I don't say happy birthday. Walt Disney, it's his birthday. Would be 125 yeah. years old. You know, I wouldn't. But it's his birth date. Uh, okay. So but, you go, Walt Disney, still 79. Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, you stop the race when the person stops running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, the time is off. You'll be like, yeah, uh, still racing. Interesting, because a lot of people do go. Ah, they would have been 140 today. Uh-oh. Oh, Khan is doing a Manhattan special. First time. So right. oh, we should say yeah. this. Uh we did we did an oh, activity. Yeah, we went to we a go on, activity. We go on the summer dates. Uh I mean the winter the holiday dates. The opposite of a summer date. And we decided to go to Staten Island. And of course, when we were in Staten Island, I had to stop at a certain place to get a chicken cutlet sandwich. And Connor got a Manhattan special. I don't like it. You don't like you it? You don't like it? What don't you like about it? Mm, I'm going to try again and see if I understand it. This is a taste test of Connor doing the Manhattan, Manhattan special. special. I wonder whether, because before we started recording, I opened this and it exploded. Uh, so you lost some fizz? I think I lost a lot of the fizz that would have made it uh, fun. You're a um, bubbles guy. I'm a bubbles guy. To me, the whole reason for drinking a soda or a seltzer is to have a sharp bubble that hurts a little. Yeah. 
You want to hurt a little. Yeah. Uh, that's why there's certain brands of seltzer that I just think like, why even bother? Because name names. Well, Perrier. Uh, I agree. It's so weak. Those soft. bubbles are so tiny, so soft. Soft. Even Pellegrino, the bubbles are a little Pellegrino. soft. I think uh, La Croix. Uh-huh. Too soft. I think those bubbles are too soft. I agree. Too soft. What do you like? Polar? Polar's good. I like Schweppes. I like Schweppes. Schweppes is good. Schweppes. I'm, Schwe I'm a Schweppesman. I'll tell Schwepsman. you this. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Um, vintage. Vintage has yeah, pretty yeah, good yeah. bubbles. Vintage is hard bubbles. Yeah. No flavors either. Uh, um, they do have flavors now. Canada, oh, dr Canada Dry. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, so the European brands are bad, basically. LaCroix La is... Uh, I thought they were West Coast. Oh, they were? Oh, I don't know. They're trying to be something else. Yeah. With that name. I don't drink coffee, so drinking a coffee soda... Without the soda is just... It's just coffee. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, stop. Don't drink yeah. it. Uh, so we oh, went wait, to... Sorry, I'm in your Yeah, shot. we could... We could... We'll move it. I don't know. I'll, I'll just it. put it where it was. Beautiful. Are we still good over there, Robbie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still yeah good? We're good. We're good. We're, we're still good? We're all good. Um, so we went to go to... We went to Staten Island, and we saw the Polar Express. We did. We went to a, a, a movie party of the Polar Express. At Alamo Draft House. Yes. And I have to say this. Wait, do we have the same number or are they numbered? Yeah, no, oh, one, two, it's Christmas. Oh, okay. Oh, 1225. Yeah. Wow. Puzzle man over here. Nah, yeah. oh. January man. Yeah. <laughs> the January man put, putting the murders together. <laughs> and I'll say this. I had a fucking blast. Yeah, it was I've great. I've never been to a movie party before. And it was, one, we were the only adults there. We were No, there were adults, but they were we were the only adults who didn't have children. Yes. There were a lot of chaperones, but it was, we we walked into the theater <laughs> and Sebastian had purchased the best seats in the house. <laughs> of Perfect. course. Middle, of course. middle row, middle row. Just like middle row back, middle row. Exclusive. And practically roped off oh, the king and the you're queen. You're the father of Christmas of all. And you're the father of Christmas of all. What do you expect? And <laughs> I joked at one point that when we were saying, what, are the, what do we think the other people think of us? I said, I think they think we own the theater. <laughs> <laughs> we're just businessmen coming to check on our investment. Yeah, yeah. The row behind us was just children. In pajamas. All these children were in pajamas. Yeah. And it was, it was really... Uh, like, the event was targeted towards children. Yeah, but I don't mind that. There's a lot of... Ch I have a lot of childlike spirit in me. Mm -hmm. I Like, when when someone says to do something like this, I don't take it ironically. Right, yeah. I'll, I'm on board to act like a child for a little bit. And we had... And I think we were a good presence in that audience because the thing with the movie party is they want people to participate a little. Yes. And we were... We sort of gave, I think, the kids permission to be a little louder. Yeah. To be a little louder. Uh, I agree. Because we... Now, the funny thing is, you have your bell? I don't. You I have, have my bell. bell. I can't find where my bell is. We all got bells. And the one of the main plot points of Polar Express is he loses a bell. Mm -hmm. And I can't find the bell. And yeah, and he was wearing it on his glasses. Yeah, I had it, I had it in a way that I thought I couldn't lose it. Um, it, was, it was good. Here are the props we had. So yes. we had jingle bells, ring yours anytime we hear Santa's sleigh, and during any song we sing. It's a musical film. A lot of bell ringing. A lot of bell ringing. Yes. And sometimes songs that don't need, they're not like a bell song. No, no. Songs, <laughs> it's sometimes it's the bell ringing sounded yeah. like when they protest in parliament. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like, we don't like this song. This yeah. is too sad. Sometimes the, sometimes the bell ringing felt like booing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Santa hat. 
which we're all wearing our, yes. our Alamo draft. Oh, you got a different one. I have a different. I have my Staten Island one on. But Al- they gave out Alamo draft, Alamo draft house, house uh, Santa hats. Great for looking the part of the North Pole and for throwing in the air with the elves. So they told us when we went into the theater, there's a man with a, uh, an employee who had a cart f- covered in hats, and he said, "Put this on once you get to the North Pole." Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And so basically, there's a scene where they end up getting to the North Pole, and everybody in the audience. But a lot of those kids just were wearing the hats, though. I was pissed about that. I'll tell you this. There's no parents telling them that don't put the hat on yet. And I I think they could have said it in the theater. They could have said, kids, everyone take your hat off. We're not at the North Pole yet. Yeah. I mean, yeah, let's play along properly. I don't care how young they are. We did identify one part early in the movie where the hobo ghost who sits atop the train imitates Santa. And he takes a Santa hat out of his uh, coat and puts on and starts imitating Santa. And that would have been a moment if I was running a screening with interactive hats. <laughs> I would have said, get ready for when the the man on top of the train imitates Santa. Put your hat on and everyone imitating Santa. Oh, and then the... Oh. He imitated Santa for so long yeah. at that part. Yeah. Um, the next thing was what? Train ticket. Train ticket. Everyone needs a ticket to ride this train. Wave it in the air whenever there's a ticket flying around and take it home as a special souvenir. Honestly, it, great. It's... It's like almost an exact yeah. replica. I'm going to keep this. For yeah, sure. they did a good job. Yeah, they did this... a great job. The ticket flying around is at least 10 solid minutes of the movie. Like, yeah. collectively, <laughs> there's a lot of ticket The ticket around. goes through a, its own adventure. The ticket literally flies out the cart, gets kicked around by wolves. A bald eagle takes his mouth, spits it in a, ch- in a baby bird's mouth, <laughs> spews it down, becomes into a giant snowball, flies in the air, and goes in the engine room. Have you ever read the book, The Polar Express? Uh, no. It's a very gentle and um, it's a very gentle book with not a lot of action. So what's the story of The Polar Express? Polar Express is basically uh, take out every single action sequence from the movie. Yes. It's basically like this kid has doubt. Yeah. The train pulls up at night. He gets on the train. There's a brief reference to like that they had hot chocolate. Yeah, refreshments yeah. on the train, sure. which in the movie becomes the most insane <laughs> two minutes in the history of cinema. The like literally, but it's like they were looking at the book and they're like, "They get hot chocolate." You know what we could do? We're gonna have them coming like, "Ooh, we got it! Oh, they got it!" <laughs> Truly, an, an amazingly catchy song. It is. I own that song on a vinyl seven-inch single. You do really? Yes. Oh, that's incredible! And do you play it? Yes. When you drink hot chocolate. I haven't d- done it as an event. I've just put it on. You got to play it. Wait, but you watched the movie for the first time last year and then purchased the vinyl Yeah, it's, it was soon like, after? it's like a promo oh, okay. uh, thing. It costs a little bit on eBay. Um, we did order, because Alamo Draft House has food, mm. and this is sort of its own story within the, <laughs> the story the within the story. Story, within the story, because you were, and the thing is, if you'd been there when we first ordered, I think you would have gotten your meal. Definitely. Uh, yes. Because basically what happened was, uh, Robbie said, oh, they have bottomless popcorn here. Mm-hmm. The problem with bottomless is that bottomless involves having to continually call the staff in to like uh, fill it up. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like it's not like at Applebee's where there's someone constantly coming by and refilling your sure. thing. No. You've got to like flag them down and say, like, can I have another? You really have to flag these people down at the draft house. Yeah. At least based on our experience today. Yes. I'll tell you this. I had a lot. They were all very, very nice. Lot. They were nice. I had issues. Yeah. So... <laughs> Sebastian was in the bathroom, and so Robbie and I went ahead and ordered, and we, first Robbie's like, they got the bottomless popcorn, but then we look at the menu, which is extensive, and I said, I'm going to get chicken tenders. 
you said, I'm going to get chicken tenders too. We order our chicken tenders. We order our soda. And then we tell them, um, we'd also like to order the hot chocolate, but we'd like to have it come out when they're singing (laughs) singing the song. Yeah, they knew. They knew. And they didn't know that well. No, they didn't the, know that well, but they seemed, they to, seemed know to imply at the time. like yeah. they were like, we can make that happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They did not make that happen. No. No. And it's a lot. We were asking a lot. Yes. Because in my ideal version of it, <laughs> if I worked at Alamo Draft House <laughs> and they were doing the screening and people had <laughs> yeah, ordered hot chocolate, I would have come in during that song being like, with tons of hot chocolate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I would have oh, been oh. very like They should have done a dance with hot yeah. chocolate on the stage in front of the I will say, in real life. I mean, in the movie, they're literally shooting off shot <laughs> of the air and landing in the cup. Spewing the, literally, they take their aprons off and they become tables. Yeah. It's total magic. Um, so we ordered our food, and then Sebastian ordered his a few minutes later. The same exact thing. Same yes. exact thing. Same thing. I said, but, fuck it. We're all doing that. But with a different server. And the server explained, I'm not your server, but I will make sure that your order goes through. <laughs> It never went through. Yeah. I was so, I, I was so, I literally, like halfway through the movie, I'm so thirsty and I'm ringing my bell and the woman comes over. I go, and I go to her, I go, can I, I go, I ordered chicken fingers and a soda. Can I at least get the soda? Can I at least get the soda? You're bargaining. <laughs> I know. And then they finally bring me the fucking soda. And then what happened with the chicken fingers? What did I say to her exactly? Oh, the last time I heard you interact with a server. <laughs> You sounded as if you were saying something that was like the fourth line in a debate. Because you were like, I didn't even get the I didn't even get the chicken fingers I ordered. It was as if you were answering someone with a tone of like, you think that's bad. <laughs> you know what it was? Yeah. We're in a movie. I think my logic was we're in a movie theater. I don't want to have the whole three word lines to get to where I need to get to to let her know. Which is like strong improv initiation. Like, yes. Let's just yes. initiate where, where the scene really starts. Let's, let's, yes. let's, because we yeah. don't have time for small talk while watching a movie. Yeah. We don't have time for, sorry about it. What's the matter? What'd you order? I'm sorry. A little bit I got the chicken vegetables. You didn't, you didn't get your soda until we got our bottomless refills. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys were I drinking we got soda. Our, our second round before you got round one. <laughs> And then, oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was it furious. came all together, yeah, yeah. And then we got our hot chocolates, but long after the children in, Correct. in the long film got their after. hot chocolates. Which I was cool, because it's nice to have the hot chocolate in the North Pole. Yeah. Yeah, but then I'm I just, liked. I'm sitting there the whole movie going, I, because I, oh, I, that was the first thing I first. ate all day. Then you're thinking, the first thing I, I ate still all day was might get the chicken. Cookies and hot chocolate, <laughs> yeah. surrounded by children in pajamas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just ringing a bell. <laughs> it was an interesting morning, to say the it least. Was fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say that I think, and there is like the thing of making the movie experience, you know, more like a restaurant. More like there is the thing. Sure. I don't know how much like I like it for a movie like this. I agree. For yeah. a movie party, especially because part of the concept of the Alamo movie party is we've all seen this movie, or we all we're all coming to like. You're encouraged to sing along. You're encouraged to quote your favorite lines. You know, you're encouraged to participate. Yes. So it's closer to like the Rocky Horror Picture Experience, but for different, you know, uh, popular movies or cult Mm -hmm. movies. I don't know that I would want to. I don't think whenever I'm seeing a movie for the first time, I want to be in a movie theater that has servers. I agree. Oh, yeah, I agree. I'm I'm a big component. I don't want to. I, 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 the food I should snack on, I shouldn't have to look at to eat. Right. And the. Should be grab and eat. And I would say these chicken tenders, which were very good, <laughs> were as messy as any like barbecue that I've ever had. It was wild. <laughs> it was 
there was so much breading. Like I was covered in breading by the end of the yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. And covered in breading <laughs> sitting there. Because it was like, Garcia I know you had, had to, to eat it. Yeah. Yeah, it was really hard to eat in the movie theater. And it was good. Yeah. But, um, and the movie itself. Hey, what'd you think about the movie, Connor? Well, it's interesting because I never watched Polar Express when it came out originally. Sure. And in part because I think it got very, very mixed and sometimes very hostile reviews. And that would have also been during the time frame where it wasn't that long after my Band of Brothers experience. So, like, I would not have, if it had been a Toy Story Christmas movie that came out the same year, I would have definitely gone to see it because sure. I would have been like, I want to see this because it looks like it's, you know, part of this series. You know, like, I was going yeah, to yeah. see movies like Castaway and that really liking them. That was, like, yeah. in and great. But there was also the aspect of this movie that got a reputation for the animation having, the characters having dead eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it felt a little bit like, it's taking too many boxes that I don't need to go see this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... So I only really saw it. Pissed you off. Didn't piss me off, but it just didn't. I wasn't inclined to go see it in the theater. And there's already enough Christmas stuff that I'm watching or rewatching sure. that it didn't feel essential to me. And it wasn't until I was doing the podcast where I sort of felt like I need to see like the gaps in the the, the few movies of his that I hadn't seen. Yeah. Because I was also mining the podcast for like connections. Oh, okay. And it was really, it felt important for me to see it because- People were also saying, as soon as I started doing the Dead Eyes podcast, people were like, you need to talk about Polar Express, because sure. that's got Dead Eyes. Yeah, yeah. And so by the time I saw it, I was already having fun doing the podcast, uh -huh. and I was able to really enjoy the movie. The movie's very strange. Very strange. Also, Tom Hanks plays multiple characters, and no offense to Tom Hanks, very recognizable voice. So yes. it, was, it, just felt uh... like, it just felt like Tom Hanks just in different animation. He didn't switch it up that much. Well, there's the character. Well, how many characters do you think he played? He played the conductor. He played the father. He played Santa Claus. He played the mystical man on top. Mm -hmm. He's also the, the puppet, the evil puppet. Oh, the, the evil thing. puppets. Um, he also played the little boy. He didn't do the voice of the little boy, but <laughs> he acted out. So, like, no there's way. there's like footage. <laughs> if you if you look at behind the scenes footage. He did like he acted all those scenes and they filmed him. So the performance is really a hybrid of like he did all those scenes where he's like looking in the, he's wearing the robe and like looking for the and he's like that's a little, some, that's a little selfish. He's taking hours away from a, a child actor. We well, can't work that many hours with a child actor. It's actually uh, being making it easier to comply labor with right. labor rights. Right. Yeah. You actually are right. I'm yeah. so sorry. Wow. There you go. Wow, I knew that body looked like a grown man body, but small. There were a couple of moves that I've seen the footage of him doing it, and I can't unsee it. So, like, there's a point where the where the little boy, like, moves, and he's, like, like this. I've uh -huh. seen the behind-the-scenes footage of him doing that move. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, impossible yeah. for me not to see it. It's like, oh, that's Tom, Tom Hanks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but now, especially after having uh, had such a positive experience uh, interviewing him on my podcast, uh, what, seeing that in the theater is a really fun and funny experience. Yeah, I didn't mind the animation that much. No, me neither. I, I was actually thinking, did they like remaster it? Because I, I thought so. it looked. I'll also say I feel like it was more of a ride than a movie. Yes, it, it, there it was so many roller like, coaster sequences. It feels I, like you're on a ride. I love a roller coaster point of view shot in a movie. Me too. Because yeah. I, one of the things I feel like. 
The one thing that I think 3D, I mean, we didn't see this in 3D, no. but one, the one thing that 3D does well is like heights. Uh, That's one thing where I'm like, oh, you really feel it. But you also feel that when you're just watching heights in 2D. Yes. Yeah. That it's it's just naturally thrilling to be watching from the point of view of a roller clo- coaster going off a cliff. I saw Man, Man on Wire 3D. Yeah. It was an IMAX 3D. Yeah, me too. It was literally the one on Lincoln Square. Yeah. And did you notice on the grounds, on the carpet, they put a wire and the and the what it was the point of view looking down, and as you walk to the IMAX, you could walk on the wire to the theater. Whoa. It was actually really cool. I got Oh, scared. right, right, right. Yeah. Out you mean know, in the lobby they had yeah. the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And everyone afterwards was walking his walk. It was really uh Yeah. That that freaks me out. I get oh I, I get I get so nervous. Yeah, heights are bad. Have what's the do you get nervous on bridges or do you get nervous? Yeah, I don't want to fall down. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's, yeah. I'm so, I fall down so often. Yeah. I can't. Uh, even just from just walking. Oh, my God. I Literally, I did that VR where you stand on a beam mm-hmm. and you have to walk with VR and then jump off the edge, the lip at the edge. I took the VR. I said, I don't need this. Yeah. And the guy goes, it's a game. I go, I don't care. I don't need this. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't need you. this. Why do I have to jump off a building and fucking yeah. VR? Because if it's really vivid, you'll remember it and you might think about it later. I don't even like. You might dream when about I, it. I don't even like when I'm going down the steps and I think there's another step and there isn't. One of the worst feelings possible. And then your knee goes. Yeah. <laughs> your knee does something that's never done before. Yeah. I get. I hate that. I count steps. Yeah. I go one, two, three, four, five. Uh, or another one that's really bad is oh. when you think you've reached the bottom of the step. There's one more step. Uh, oh, so that's even worse. Yeah, yeah, boo boo. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Did you fall? I fell down steps all the time as a child. One time was horrible. I ate a. This is my fault, for so many reasons. I we went to Costco and I ate a hot dog and I threw the wrapper on the steps and I was playing with the. I put a blanket over my head pretending to be a ghost. You fell on the the wrapper that you. I I slipped on the littered wrapper down my steps. I littered and was being a ghost. It's it's one of those things where when you look back at it, you're like, wow, it was a series of choices. You just didn't know how they were gonna come together. I know, and I remember as soon as I fell down. My mom goes, that could have been your mumu, my grandma, just yelling at me. Uh, that could have been my grandma as I'm on the was ground. Was she suggesting that she could have been pretending to be a ghost? <laughs> my, my grandma was always being <laughs> he, a ghost. He, he took a role away from someone else who could have played it. Yeah. And now she is a ghost. Practicing. Do you believe in ghosts? <laughs> Yo, what the that, was that was also, what, yeah. What was that line about? Because he's a ghost. Oh, I thought he was a miss. So he was dead the entire time. I mean, I mean, every time that he needed to, he disappeared. So I assume he and he and he asked, "Do you believe in ghosts?" in a way that was very pointed. And you're like, "Why did he ask that?" I'm like, "It's probably because he is a ghost, or maybe he doesn't believe in ghosts, meaning he doesn't believe in himself." Wow, maybe he needed to believe. If you got a card, a ticket, uh-huh. and at the end of the movie they write out, they spell out what you need to learn from the movie, right? Yeah. What each character needs to learn. What do you think your card would say? Um, it doesn't have to be too heavy. I'll tell you what mine could say. What? L- love yourself. I think I do a bad job at that, and I think that's the lesson I could learn from from this Christmas. I think that's something that I, my card would say. See, isn't it good when you take care of yourself and love yourself? I think that would be. Robbie, do you have a, one that you would think of? I don't know. 
From that movie? No, no from your from life. From like my Christmas. Either your life or the Yeah, yeah. If I, from what, going What's the to... lesson? Because everyone learned a lesson. Even even the idiot character. Even the dumb character. He learned well, a lot of lessons. Yeah, what was his lesson? Learn. Learn. Oh, learn, 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 learn. The other one learned a lot of lessons. I thought that was a bad lesson for that for the annoying character to learn. I think he, he knows too much knowledge. I know. He, he had too many facts. I, I think it should have just said humility. Yeah. Silence. <laughs> mine, I think, when he would punch it, because he goes, and it's got a message. I think mine should say, grow up. Grow up. I can see that. Nah, fuck it. No, but you know what's nice about Christmas? You don't need to grow up around Christmas. I think that would be Or you do. Why? It's not at Christmas time. What better time to grow up? I think New Year's. That's what that that's what Mr. January is for. That's what the January man. Why would you say why would you say that's what Mr. January is for when we are trying to make this happen? January man. I'm trying Wait, to make an anti-cop his... movie. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. January works for the fire department. <laughs> is is Mr. January the January man but posing for like a, a, a nudie magazine? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god. I used to get magazines every year. I mean, um a calendars. Right. And I would get some. I remember yeah. when I was old enough, my parents would get me like the hot, the sexy uh, calendars. Uh, Mr. January is the January man in the in the calendar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and also Kevin Klein plays Mr. Fish Odor on Bob's Burgers for people who don't. Oh. For younger people who are like, who's Kevin Klein? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they watch Bob's Burgers. I don't know. What would your thing say, Robbie? I don't know. What do you Robbie, think? You're going to have to get to this. By the I mean, all right. I'll, yeah, I'll think about it. Do you want to come back to you for that question? I guess so. He wants to come back. Well, to my ticket would say no stuff. No stuff. No you're stuff. Like, you're like I don't know. Oh no, maybe, maybe yeah. No things. K N O. K N O. W. Yeah, oh. it just says no. K, <laughs> K like because the, they get partial messages at first. Yeah, yeah. So your first one just says N O, and then at the end he goes K, and then the W. No, I think that would be actually good because I do say I don't know a lot. A lot of my answers are I don't know. No. So I think you do know. Be sure. Yeah, be more confident. Like, I think I have confidence inside of me. I don't necessarily portray it all the time. I'm like, ah, I don't know this. I'm very like wishy washy. What are you, what are you most confident about? What yeah. am I most confident about? What are you most confident about, Robbie? Uh, I guess maybe my ability to meet someone new. Like, I think I could have a positive interaction meeting someone new. There we go. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. So you would have been good in this movie if you were one of the kids on that uh, Polar Express because you would have met the conductor. You would have met the other kids. The other kids. Then you would have met Santa Claus and all the elves. Yeah. You would have met the guy on top of the Like, the whole movie is about meeting new people. The whole movie is about meeting new people. All, yeah, all the elves are, uh, up in the North Pole. Yeah. There were so many people you would have met. You would have crushed this. Yeah, it would have been, I guess so. Making someone new, yeah, feel, yeah, like part of the team. Like what they did with the, the kit, yeah, the third kit. So, I feel confident in that. So, so N-E-W you're good at, but N-E-W, I'm good at. Yeah, yeah, Interesting, interesting. What? So there was a storyline in the Polar Express about like just a poor kid. Why? Why? What was? What was his well, deal? They go to the wrong side of the tracks. They're, sorry, the fourth thing is the activity sheets and crayons. A little extra yes. holiday cheer to keep the kids entertained. Kids of all ages, that is. So feel free to get in the fun. That's directed at us, kids of all ages. Uh, yes, I think the employees were so happy we're there. Yes, I think so. 
Um, not happy. They definitely were not unhappy. No. No. Yeah. It, probably after I yelled at that one woman, they were that. You, happy. you were not rude. I don't. I want yeah, to know you so. weren't ruder. You seem more like in distress. I was in distress. I was starving. <laughs> I was starving watching watching everyone around me eat candy. So we have a Polar Express crossword. Um, uh, oh, pretty this, easy. This first one's so freaking easy. A holiday in December. They're giving Christmas, you a right? gimme, getting you off excited. This is give you a win easy. off the bat. I mean, there's four year olds in there. But you can't say for all ages then. Yeah. Why? We're doing it. We're, it would be not for all ages if it was too hard for us. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, one down. Be careful. Don't slip on the ice. Wow. Uh, three down. Santa rides on us. Okay. A sleigh. sleigh. This comes any... from the smoke, smoke stack. Uh, five across. Uh, what the boy wants to hear is ringing ring. bells. All right. Uh, four down. This comes from the smokestack. Smoke? smoke? No. All right. <laughs> this that's, is that so sounds getting a little lazy. <laughs> the first gift of Christmas is a bell. A bell. All right. Right? This yeah. is all from the movie. Six down. They help Santa make toys. Elves. Elves. Now, let me ask this. <laughs> Robbie, did you notice anything about the elves in the movie? Yeah, did you? Uh, all men. Oh, all, we did that. It was all, all men. men. It was all, all men. men. Except when it was the dancing sequence, then some lady elves. Uh, were there lady elves? Yeah, yeah, some lady oh, elves. Oh, that kind of disappoints me because I kind of liked that they had a same sex. <laughs> so I know. At the very end. It was just, yeah. They're all white guys. Oh, uh, yes, it was all white. But did you notice anything about their accent? They were <laughs> from uh, Brooklyn? Yeah. Well, about <laughs> they kind of had a little bit of a. But not just that. Did you notice anything about uh, the first time we hear the elves talk? The first one of the first words. One of the first words we hear is them saying that something is mashugana. They go, oh, what's this mashugana over here? <laughs> Which is a cliche Jewish word. Oh. A very, like, I would say, oh, I it's a Yiddish not, word. Yeah, yeah, I did not. And that's an interesting. I thought it was just like a New York so accent. Many it raises so many questions. It does. It's like, are does is Santa hiring all Jewish elves to to work for him? Well, why why would they make that strange choice? choice? Strange choice. Why would they make that choice? I don't know. Strange choice. Also, when the one elf when he has to hand back the um the gift, the poor boy has to hand back the gift to the elf to put back in the bag. He goes like this. He goes, "Give me the gift." You could trust me. <laughs> Can I say this, though? Admittedly, this crossword is really easy. Yes. But if the New York Times crossword was like this, I'd probably do it. You think that crossword should be easier? I love when they're easy. I don't think I don't think they should be easier. It's more a statement on me that like I felt good filling out a child's crossword because it's like, I'm normally not good at these. You completed a task. Yeah. I love when I do the they New York Mini. In, word search. Oh, uh, this one was... A word this search. This also had some f words not on the... Wolves. On the search. Oh, really? Yeah, like worm. <laughs> There's a few words that I was like, oh, I'm finding like words Christmas that are worm. not on this. What was that? Soccer? I see. <laughs> no, no, no. It's missing. <laughs> There's secret words. There's hidden messages in this Polar Express <laughs> yeah. word search. Look, I found cop. Did oh, you? Of course. Of course. This was the Staten January, Island. The January man. Yeah, the January man showing up early. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Mom, Dad, it's the January man. <laughs> um, I don't feel like doing the word no. search. No, don't do the word search. A maze. Um, um, Polar Express maze, which is very interesting because it looks like it's a, a boy sad staring at a gift. It looks like a depressed child. Oh, yeah, just... the graphic is strange. I guess this is supposed to be the sad boy. Yeah, I guess so. 
Oh, this is one of my favorite things that oh, they have they next. They make a nice letter they to Santa. They have a letter to Santa that they give out so that the children can write a letter to Santa Claus, right? And what's interesting is what do you think Santa Claus's address is? On um, this? Yes. Is it the Alamo Draft House? No. Okay. It's Care of. <laughs> 456 Christmas Lane, which okay. is fine. I love that part. North Pole, comma, USA. North Pole, <laughs> North, North Pole, USA. North Pole, USA. That's that, baby. So is this the American Santa Claus? That One, two, going? three, four, five. North Pole, USA. North Pole, USA, which is hilarious to me because the North Pole is no. That's we own it. Manifest yeah. destiny. I also want to see what the actual North Pole. Um. One two three four five zip code. The one two three four five zip code is actually uh, Schenectady County in New York. <laughs> we got him. We got him. We know where Santa is. We're coming for you on Christmas Lane. Take the Metro North. They they made the laziest choices for this. Four five six Christmas Lane. Four five six Christmas Lane, North Pole, USA. One, North two, Pole, three, USA four, sounds like a great Beach Boys Christmas. Yeah, Lane. yeah. It does. North Pole, USA. Well, what? we were driving along on Christmas Lane with our little Santa. And the next is just a free. The Polar Express, just a free ride. A free ride. Right. It's loose yeah. leaf paper about that you can write down thoughts on the Polar Express. My, this is maybe my favorite part is the idea that there might be a kid who'd be like, write their a thoughts about the Polar Express. Um, I wish there were just some. I would love it if there was just uh, panels to make your own comic. Oh, uh, that would be cool. I will. I, I said this to you in the theater. The problem I have with the Polar Express is they just forced conflict the entire movie. There well, was no reason for there to be that much conflict. So in the book, if I remember correctly, yes. So they get on the train. They go to the North Pole. Yeah. Without incident. Okay. Um, they arrive at the North Pole and find out Santa's there. There's the thing about the bell, and then the bell and belief, and that's the end of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Almost every conflict or, like, the the characters, there aren't really characters in, there's Santa, there's... What's the train conductor? Is he a big part? Or? Yeah, but he just lets him on the train. Yeah. Um, he was kind my of... memory of it is that, like, but, but the train conductor in the movie, it basically is, like, giving everybody, like, things to do. And let's create some more characters. Because it is, you got to flesh out. It's a whole movie. It would be very boring... If they just made a feature length adaptation of what happens in the book. Yes. But it, be, it might be peaceful. It would be very peaceful. It'd be like a screensaver. Yes. Yeah. It would be like 15 <laughs> minutes of the, a gentle train ride and then a, a sequence of like looking around and then some snow falling. But I've never seen a movie, even a kid's movie, where they're just looking for new uh, things to sort of be wrong. <laughs> and at one point you made that observation and literally 10 seconds later, it was like, help, I'm falling. <laughs> it's like, grab my hand. It's like, I got you, no. And then like so many times in the movie, they were like, what are we gonna do? We're lost. How are we gonna find our way back? The train stopped. Oh no, there's no tracks. No, there are. Oh, oh no, which made no sense because they showed up to the house and there were no tracks in front of his house. Yes. They don't oh, need tracks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking, I'm like, there's no need for tracks. It's a magical train that had a lot of practical problems. Yes. Yeah. Coal operated. Coal operated. Um, 
But I think the assumption is to justify the, the uh, why these things are happening yes. is that the kids are never actually in any danger. This is all part of an experience. Like which I kind of allude to, to better them. Yeah, they kind of allude to that. I feel like that it's always conflict. five minutes to Christmas. It's always going to work out. Yeah, because I really like that detail that when they he's running late the whole time and then they arrive in the North Pole and it's five minutes to Christmas. Yeah, and then it remains five minutes to Christmas until they need it to be Christmas. I guess that's teaching kids with anxiety. Like, oh, I don't know out. if this has been. Uh, I don't know if they've done the work to figure out. <laughs> like, there are some things where they work very hard to figure out what effect will this have on kids. I I can imagine a kid with anxiety watching this movie and having way more anxiety. <laughs> I was also thinking that a little bit. Yeah, because there's a lot of stuff where it's just like, oh, here are the toys that don't get played with anymore, and then they're like, you are the, you know, it's just like getting yelled at by a dead puppet. Yeah, that was a scary sequence. I this scare like these Christmas movies always have like a scary aspect to it. It's like, like if you don't love things enough, they it hurts you. Well, and this is this ties into the thing about Christmas and ghosts and death and all that. They're like. Yeah. How many Christmas stories involve ghosts? How many Christmases? Most of them. Yeah, the the most one, famous ones. Right yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yeah, it's interesting. Any like anytime they deal with any like there are the movies that deal with the idea of Santa as an immortal being, yeah. and then there are also stories that don't do that, where it's like, oh, you take over the role of Santa, or like people will invent a new mythology. There is something about like. Santa as an immortal figure that hasn't existed for that long, really. Yeah. That's always interesting to me, the idea that, like, Santa hasn't been around forever. So Santa's in his good phase right now. You, you ever read the book Tuck Everlasting, how they live oh, yeah, so many different book. lives, yeah. right? And they change. Santa's young and innocent right now. Yeah. He's going to turn and become jaded. Santa Claus might, if he's truly immortal and lives forever... Right. We're we're catching him at his good moment where he's like, I'm going to give back. Life is beautiful. Well, I would say that once global climate catastrophes wipe out the human race, Santa and his workshop will cease to have a purpose. Oh, wow. And good. That, he's yeah, going to get like, dark. I, I think it'd be interesting yeah, we, as people. We won't be here to see it. As no, people, but it's interesting to think about. It's interesting to think about in a world, in a world where the mythology involves uh, – the North Pole in this magical place. Yeah. It would be interesting to see a story about a post-apocalyptic, uh, like what would Santa do if, sure. uh, Santa, are we going to make toys for next Christmas? What's the point? There's no boys and girls to give toys to anymore. <laughs> Don't make any. Even for each other? Fine. Do what you want. <laughs> I don't care. I <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> like is Santa just a broken a, man because he can't man. give. Well, like imagine it's sort of like Santa being in a way abandoned. Yeah, stranded on a an, an, on a planet where he no longer has a purpose. I imagine that Santa would. Th I think you'd have a, a a long dark period, and then I think Santa Claus. This idea belongs to me. Nobody else can own it. Don't, don't try to make it. No, because this is actually a really good idea, to be honest. Santa Claus would probably at some point uh, start building a spacecraft because it's like we have to go somewhere else. And there's got to be other life in the universe. Oh. And we can we – can, and so Santa would basically <laughs> be a great TV series. 
go from planet to planet. Santa Claus. Santa Claus is basically like a Starship Enterprise full of all the elves and the toy making equipment. Yeah. And we're going to see if there are other civilizations in the universe that have need for what he has to offer. And there will be a lot of places where it's just not needed. They don't even, they don't need any. They're, mighty, oh, they're yeah. evil. They're all on the naughty list. They're, they're, or there's a, a Santa Claus, like his, his cousin's already there, you know, like a, right. an alternate reality Santa. He might learn. <laughs> he, yeah, there's already Santa's, Santa's on all other the other places. Yeah, yeah, there's already Santa's. There's on a planet a, that's all Santa's. Yes, and, and, and someone takes the gifts from the Santa's. There's one child that takes all the gifts. It's his responsibility to open all day. Uh, there is a world, there's a, um, a, a point where he would get to another place and accidentally, you know, how in Star Trek, they have the prime directive where they don't want to, he would introduce Christmas and it would actually like ruin what was otherwise a peaceful functioning society. Oh my God. Suddenly the introduction of giving gifts would in a, in a civilization that didn't have the idea of gifts. Like I got you this. Oh, for me. I got you this. And then at some point they'll be like, what he got me is not as good as what I got him. And war breaks yeah, out yeah, on the yeah. whole planet. Yeah. You divided our country, our whole world. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas. As they're all like. <laughs> um, he yeah. just spreads. He tries to spread Christmas joy, failing from planet to planet. Sometimes succeeding, but. Interesting. Not all Into the multiverse. Santa yeah, Claus. that is interesting. Yeah, because Santa, if he is uh, uh, everlasting, you know. He yeah. is. He has a tough road ahead of him. These yeah. are the good years. Yeah. yeah. I have a question. What movie do you think has the best Santa Claus? Miracle on 34th Street. You think so? When That's he does, the Santa when Claus? When he does the sign language, I'm sure the sign language is bad. It's like when someone does a bad... It always, people always say when people do ASL, it's horrible in movies, right? Okay. But when he meets the deaf child, the, the deaf young girl, and, he do, and then the mother comes up, just so you know, she's deaf, but she just... She wants to see you. Yeah. And then he starts doing sign language to the deaf girl. And it's just like this magical moment of like how kind Santa Claus is to like children and people. Like he speaks all languages and that doesn't matter. And then they sing Jingle Bells in, in ASL. I think that's beautiful. Maybe this is, this is, this is a, just a recent fresh my mind pick. Uh, David Harbour is an excellent Santa Claus uh-huh. in the movie Violent Night. I think he's really great in it. The total opposite of my choice. Yeah. <laughs> the complete no. opposite. But I think his portrayal of Santa in the sincere moments are uh, is really, really striking. Um, but I'm going to say, I'm going to pick, if I have to pick a personal favorite, and it's kind of a weird one, but there's a, an episode of the Ed Sullivan show. Okay. Uh, that he basically, Ed, when when Jim Henson was starting out, uh-huh. he was like, uh, he impressed Ed Sullivan with his, like, his puppet work. And he and it's almost like I'll give you a whole hour. Do do what you want. Yeah, yeah. And so there's this really weird hour of television called The Great Santa Claus Switch, and um, and it's uh, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, uh, from the Honeymooners, not Jackie Gleason. Uh, um, uh, oh, I wouldn't know the other guy's name. So, uh, um, no, I'm just playing. I know the name. You got uh, it, Connor. I don't like the way my brain forgets things when I oh. know it's you played Ed Norton. It hurts so um, bad when your brain forgets. He's in so many things. And it's never rewarding to look it up when your brain forgets something. And everyone out there who knows this is like, I know it, I know it. But it's just when your brain won't give you the name. You know, I just want to take some pressure off you. You are so knowledgeable about names, Connor. 
But I know this name. It's not a name that it's a name I've known my whole life. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just taking some pressure off you because and what, the name that's not that's wrong into my head that keeps popping up and getting in the way is Ed Asner. That's not who it is. Uh, no, that's not. Um, um, we won't look it up, and it's okay. We can look it up. No, I have you to have prove. It? He okay. has to prove it. It's it's like it's it's like when you have to sneeze. You want the sneeze to come out. You right. want the name to spew out of your mouth. Yeah. And it, sometimes you got to find it, and it never feels good to look it up. It never feels good. I get that. Ed Asner, Carl Reiner, names that are not this person's name. Mm-hmm. Mel Brooks. This is hard. I feel. I, I feel. I hate it your face is getting red because <laughs> because when your brain won't give you a, a thing that you know, you realize like, oh, it's just the the connections breaking in your brain. It's only going to get worse as you get older. Um. So maybe. Staying young is a good thing. Oh, maybe. <laughs> don't grow up. <laughs> maybe don't grow up. Oh, um, he's in the Star Wars uh, holiday special. Okay. These are references that are very you. Yeah. Um, Art Carney. Is that who it is? Yeah. How do you feel? Wow. Wait, can I, how do you feel right now? I'm glad that it's there, but it's like it's like finding a washed out bridge. I mean, like, that's where the bridge was. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't know if we can rebuild or not. It doesn't. It didn't feel good. It feels terrible. It's like you left your leftovers out overnight. You found them, and you, but you can't. Have you had it. that with the name of someone that you know? Yeah. You ever had that where you're yes. like, I know this person's name, and it just won't come. It's really to sad. Today. Yeah. It's a really terrifying feeling, especially like I have this in my family, and I sure. where it's just like that's the thing that's uh, eventually going to get me is that my brain won't. Work. You think so? Yeah. Unless I unless my diet can be bad enough to that'll get me first. <laughs> It's a race. <laughs> anyway, Art Carney plays both Santa Claus. What a, what a sick thought you are. You're a sick man. I'm hoping my Maybe diet if gets... I can eat enough bad things. Take another sip of that Manhattan special. You're not going to get me, brain. I'm going to eat the dumbest thing possible. Um, but Art Carney. Art Carney plays Santa Claus, and he also plays a guy named Cosmo uh-huh. who lives below Santa's workshop, and he's a crook. Oh. And, he, and he looks like Santa Claus, and he gets the idea uh-huh. that he can kidnap Santa Claus, dress up like Santa, and uh, and then in one night he can use Santa's sleigh to burgle every house in the world. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. and yeah, not a bad idea for a crook. No. It's a, it's, as far as crook movie, I would love to see that, but like the uh, maybe like a Boston version with Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so funny. It's on YouTube. You can find it. Great, uh-huh. great Santa Claus switch. Some of the rhythms are so far ahead of their time comedically. Really? Like, there, there's a sequence where the cutting of the jokes feels more like the way you would cut, edit a comedy in, like, 2011. Yeah. Than how you would do it in, like, the like 60s. A, a 30 rock almost. Yeah, where it's like, there's a point where he keeps trying to fool the elves, and the elves keep realizing who he is, and then he locks up that elf. Uh-huh. And the the cut starts getting quicker where it's it's to the point where like the elf will be like hey! and then before it's almost like uh. it's almost like the 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 TikTok rhythm of comedy where it's like cutting a little bit like cutting the joke off a little makes it funnier. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I believe that. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's interesting because comedy so much of what makes something funny is the surprise of it, and so much of that is the rhythm of the comedy. Yeah. And at the current point, like I'm fascinated to hear what the next to see what the next incarnation will be because 
the TikTok rhythm of comedy is a little bit more abrupt even than the, like the Arrested Development, 30 Rock yeah. rhythm of comedy where you start to cut the joke off. Bef- like the old vaudeville would be like, you'd have the joke and then it would be like, you'd have the flourish and the afterglow and all of this. And then at a certain point, it's like, we don't need that. So we just have the, just have the hard joke and then get out. So like you get to like uh, Mel Brooks movies or Airplane or things like sure. that where it's like fast, fast. And then you get like, well, we need to be more surprising. At a certain point, it starts to be like uh, faster than you can even process it. So it, the joke moves faster than you. And part of what you laugh at is that you missed it. Yeah. Or yeah, that it yeah, did, yeah. you know? And I'm like, what is the next? There will be a point where there are jokes that are cut at a rhythm that we are not able, and it will hit me before it hits you. Like, yeah. you'll notice me being like, I don't get it. And then you'll be like, uh, oh, the wave is coming. You like, you worry about that. I'm not, I guarantee you in our lifetime, you will always get a joke faster than me. There will be a point. <laughs> no, I guarantee you. You're young and healthy. There'll be a point it's where- It's a race, baby. <laughs> it's a race. There will be a point. I, I, I didn't even know the man's name, Ed Asner. Uh, Art Carney. There we go. <laughs> Did I do that to make him feel better or not? Uh, boy, oh boy, oh boy. 100%. Uh, I remember when the movie Memento came out. Uh, and that's a movie that kind of goes at a faster clip that yeah. you can fully process. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. watching that movie and thinking, I might not be capable of processing whatever the 2025 version of, of Memento is. Well, interestingly enough, I saw Memento in theaters and I was about – what what year did it come out? Two thousand thousand one ish. I was so I was eleven. Yeah, and it I couldn't process any of it. Right. Yeah. So there we go. We both couldn't process it. I was too young. You were a child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I in the pandemic I watched a movie every single day for like over forty days. Just yeah. like every night, me and my roommate we didn't leave my apartment. We watched a movie, and. After I watched Memento, I was like, I need to take a break from watching movies. I'm yeah. good. It's still a I just it's don't care. I didn't care enough about. The, I guess the way the world was going on, I was like, I don't really think I cared enough about those characters to go through this whole right. like weird journey. delivery and this journey. And I was like, I didn't care enough to like invest in the way that they delivered it. I always, I always think about the fact that when you watch like certain movies in certain decades, that there was a point where if a detective needed to leave his house and go someplace else. You'd see him leave the house, get into his car, then you'd fade to him driving on the highway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd see him get out of the new building, go inside, and you'd see him like ask, "Where in the building are they?" And you you needed that at that phase of storytelling, and then you get to a point where you have like Law and Order was just like, "How about if we just cut the scenes whenever we want them and put an address on the screen?" It's like, "Bunk bunk, here they are." Uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. That it's like we just saved a lot of scenes of showing cops going from A to B because we just have scene A and then you just go B and then they're like, well, we understood they must have walked or driven or took uh, some sort of transportation yeah. to get to this place. We understand. Yeah. Yeah. So they're making everything shorter and shorter. Do you think it'll go one day like people combat that and just make things longer? Maybe. Maybe. I feel like with TikTok, it's already some people will say nothing on TikTok and it'll be a joke. Right. If you know, you know. And then she's like, how am I supposed to? Like, uh, I just yeah. don't know. Yeah, it's like, the, like, all right, I guess I'm out on this. One of the, yeah, one of the, well, yeah, one of the advances on TikTok is that that thing where it'll be really short and there'll be text on screen that you have to process the meaning of while also processing the image while also processing yeah, the, that the song and sound is uh, contradictory to those things. Yeah, Which is yeah. pr- 
specifically designed so that you watch it a bunch of times because the app rewards people watching what you were doing a bunch of times. Right, but a lot of younger people are watching those and getting it on the first go. Oh, uh, you think so? Yeah. You think so? You think, wow. You think some people I are I think there's some people who are just like, ah, yeah, and they get on the next But thing. here's the thing, they have no social skills. Would you rather be able to process a, a video joke faster than chit chat? Do they have no social skills? He just he just they got no social skills. <laughs> Wait, but, just, I, just I, but that just feels like something. Like, have you been trying to socialize with them? And they're like they're bad at it. <laughs> or is that just like this do, is a boomer? I'm a boomer. Dude, <laughs> I just turned into a boomer. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> you tell everyone still oh, the moment. Dog. Here's the thing: these kids don't have it hard. When I was a kid, I walked a mile in the snow to get to school. <laughs> There's the there's the I I'm really working hard to try to avoid and it's going to happen to me inevitably 100%. that trying to avoid that thing where just because you had an experience of the way things are that that's the way oh the way it ought to be yeah yeah, yeah. that it's sort of like you can ha hold on to a charming sentimentality you can hold a fondness for something while all, like I was in this. I had to leave it. I was in this Looney Tunes Facebook group. Okay. I love it. <laughs> you had to leave it. I love being introduced to this idea with already its problems. I love this. Well, I had to leave it just because I was like, there's no reason for me to. I I, I, I clicked it and then I was like, I'll be sure. in this. And then something came up and I was like, I got to get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was someone who was complaining. They're like, I feel bad for kids these days. They don't have cartoons like great ones like the old days. Uh. And I'm like. This isn't a complaint that's coming from any children. There's no one no. who's like, we don't have good cartoons like in the old days. No. And it's like people my age have a fondness for like Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, yeah, And they look yeah. at kids now are just on their phones. I'm like, if you go back in time and give 10-year-old me a phone. Yeah. Where I could like, well, specifically this guy was like, it's not like the golden age of Looney Tunes. And I'm like. Well, the golden age of Looney Tunes, like your dad was probably uh, fighting in World War II. Uh -huh. And if you wanted to see a Bugs Bunny cartoon, maybe if you went to the right movie at some point during the year, you might get to see a Bugs Bunny cartoon After once. watching the news about the war and people dying. Right. But like if you love those cartoons, when they were being made, they were coming out, you know, every few months or something, you might get one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you loved Roadrunner cartoons, uh -huh. the time to see them was not living through the decade they were being made because you would maybe luck out and see one during the year. Yeah. If you were growing up when I was a kid, they were on TV all the time. And there's something fun about that. Yes. But if you really liked them, the golden age is now. I could go on my phone and find all of them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, how is this? A, like, this guy's complaining. Yeah. I'm like, if you told me when I was a kid, wouldn't you rather have a device you carry around? Sure. You could literally all watch of them. Yeah. any Looney Tunes cartoon. <laughs> Even the ones that haven't been released, there's people who are like, this one's offensive. And they just load it up to Daily Motion or something. Sure. You can see even the ones that <laughs> Warner Brothers is ashamed of. I've seen them because they're all really weird historical yeah, yeah. artifacts of like horrible American history. Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. like from a historical point, I don't watch them and think like, these jokes are really good. Sure. I've seen some vaults. Some what? Some Disney vaults. Yeah, like, like they're fascinating yes. because you're seeing like this was what was considered funny by a room full of white men in 1940. And it's and mostly guess just what? propaganda. Yeah, and... guess what? Doesn't hold up. No, but no. It's, it's, <laughs> uh, but if you're 
even from a like film historian point of view, if you're like, oh, the good old days was when CBS would show 90 minutes of Looney Tunes once a week. Uh-huh. Like, how is that better to now when I could look up any of them? For the thing that this group is supposedly yeah, so yeah, jazzed yeah, about. Yeah, 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 Sure. That guy was really, but it was a lot of posts were like, oh, remember how it used to be? And it's just like, well, if you really like those things, we're actually living in a nice period where you can access them really easily if you want to revisit old things that's yeah my dad goes on my dad's big on like youtube because he looks up shit he loves yeah and just watches old like videos of drummers that he loves like at a concert or like it's both overwhelming in that it's too much yes but it's also like don't pretend like we live in the worst era for old things no yeah yeah. Uh, yeah no like somebody posted a thing saying like um we live in a golden age of movies and books and music. And someone responded, movies, TV, books, yes. Music, definitely not. And I'm like, if you like any kind of music, yeah, you can find it more easily now. Both, not just uh, in the streaming world, which yeah. has its own issues as far as like what's right and wrong and uh-huh. artists getting yes, paid, paid and exactly. stuff like that. But even just in terms of like finding a record. Yeah. Finding a, an old oh, 78 eBay or, yeah. or vintage stores or yeah. Or or just like I, I like this kind of music. How can I find a radio station? Well, on internet radio you can probably find any kind of obscure thing you like. So like that feeling that people have, people want to naturally complain that it's not as good as it used to be. Or like people are, you know, da da da. Sure. But it's really more about like expressing how sad you are that time is passing. Yeah. And that change is hard. Change And is it's hard. not really about how, like, things suck now. Yeah. It's like, no, you probably would have felt bad if you were born 50 years earlier and we were reaching this point in your timeline. You'd be, like, mad at something else. Yeah. It's not think, necessarily the now of it. Yeah, you do a good job. I know that for a fact you, like, listen to the top 20, so a top 100. Because I remember you would come into, like, Stepfathers and be like, Oh, I know this because we would have to pick a song and you would be like, oh, I listened to this song. On, you like a Billie Eilish song. It's hard to keep up, but I try to listen to some new stuff yeah. because otherwise you do get into the, It's very easy to get in the mode of like, oh, the music in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're yeah. like, if you like that kind of music, I can actually find you that kind of music now that's still exciting and new. And there's also like, even if you don't like every current trend in music, yeah, I bet if you're open to it, you can find something that you like that someone new is making. Sure. I was going to say, do you think, I have an opinion on what you were just talking about too, but do you think there's something of like, people like the chase and like it felt more rewarding to have, like people do love the chase. We talk about all the hype, everything is the hype, the chase. So it's like, oh, it maybe felt more rewarding to have to put some work into then, oh, I loved like the release of, finding this thing or it was hard or I had to go to the store and look through the thing and I would yeah. find it. I guess that there, probably plays a play a little bit. Yeah. like, But some of that is like, I love going and browsing in a store because you might discover something that you wouldn't necessarily think of just by searching for it. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't necessarily, the algorithm wouldn't necessarily know to push it at you. But if that's, what's great about going to like an antique store is like, yeah. you, you can be surprised. By yeah. Something. And there's less opportunity to do that, but there's also the there's there's lamenting the op, the loss of certain things, and then there's also just that like, well, if you like that, you can still find it. But then there also will be things like I used to really like running upstairs to at a time, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I won't necessarily do that now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> because yeah, yeah. I might, like, pop out my leg or something and then sure. be like, oh, I'll just go. As f-. Like, going to, because I met you, I took the Staten Island Ferry to meet you today. Yeah, yeah. And I almost missed it. Like, I literally got onto the ferry as they were about to close it. Amazing. And I was having train problems, and I had, I had planned for a, a greater frequency of Sunday train to get there. Uh-huh. And so when I got out of the train, it was like, it said it was an eight minute walk and I had 10 minutes to get there. Yeah. And I took one slightly wrong turn that made it so that I had to walk so fast that it was actively painful to walk. Oh no. You know, like when you know, I can't run Yeah. Yeah. and it's hurting. Every step is hurting. If I could stop, I would stop. Yeah. But just knowing if I get on that train, I'll get there on time. I won't have to wait a half hour yes, yes, for the next yes. ferry. And there is something in moments like that where you're like, well, I'm not as young as I used to be. I can't. Yeah. Move the way I used to be, yeah. and there's no upside to that. There's, it's not like it's not going to get better. It's not going to get better, and and there isn't like, well, my Jesus. legs, my legs are so wise now. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, but they move with such yeah, knowledge yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and intelligence. My body, like, there are a few aspects that we can convince ourselves are, you know, you're like, oh, I'm glad I'm not a teenager again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Nobody likes the decay of the physical body. No, no. the vision we going. What we, what helps with that? We don't. Your smell is better. No. We, oh, to see things like a teenager, I would not like. <laughs> yeah, uh, the crystal clear nature of a TV screen. We don't like it in ourselves. We don't like it in others. It's just a. a oh, you uh, North Pole USA hates old people. Yeah, hates old people. Absolutely. Yeah, we don't like to see them. Yeah. They have two jobs for old people, and they're taken. What are they? Santa and Mrs. Claus. <laughs> Mrs. Claus is a job? Oh, you think homemaker's not a job? <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure she does a lot of work up there. Does she? Definitely has yeah. to. There's they no never way speak that she to it doesn't. in the lore. They There's never no speak way she doesn't. Sometimes they do. When? Some people give her a She's better She's always line. busy, and I guarantee there's times when when Santa is not pulling his weight. You know what I mean? And he's th- she's there and to pick she's up one the like, Santa. A lot of kids are asking for video games, and he's like, "Oh, we don't know oh, oh, how to make those." <laughs> and she's like, "She's like Nick, uh, come on." She calls him Nick, huh? Nick, Nick. my Nicky, <laughs> oh, my Nick, my, my Nicholas, my little Nicholas, my little Nicky. Oh my God, um, this is beautiful. I love this so much. I think it is. It is sad a little bit. There is passing. I always feel sad around Christmas, and I usually cry on New Year's. But I think I'm gonna bump that up to Christmas. Yeah, you can start cry, start crying around Halloween. Yeah, I can start crying. You're introducing uh, things earlier and earlier. Into well, the, uh... here's the thing. What I like about Christmas is that the sadness is intermingled with joy. Yes, constantly. it makes the sadness. It makes it makes you able to accept the sadness. And, and it's really like sadness is – I looked at that and I was imagining that it stood for sadness. <laughs> the S, S for sadness. <laughs> yeah. S for sadness. Um, yeah. Sadna Claus. <laughs> San, oh, no, Santa, no. Santa's brother Sadna. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. Um, I, I think there's something about, um, you know, like having a good cry. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily make you sadder. No, no. A lot of times the opposite. Happier. Yeah, and I think there's something about like, uh, like I like listening to the Vince Guaraldi music because it's a perfect mix of 
sad and happy, melancholy and yeah. fun. It's all that. And also I have a tip okay. for uh, the January uh, music transition. Okay. Okay. Is that because uh, I, I I just got this great. They just came out with. They found a bunch of Vince Guaraldi uh-huh. session tapes. Amazing. So I've been buying and rebuying Charlie Brown Christmas in various editions for decades. Amazing. And every now and then there'd be an alternate track or something, but mostly just the same album over and over in different formats. <laughs> and just like it just makes me happy to have like, oh, this one's colored like a candy cane or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this year they came out with a set that's like five discs and it has all these alternate takes where you really hear him. At first, when I looked at the track listing, it looks insane because it looks like one of those things where it's like track three, Otenenbaum, track four, Otenenbaum, take two, track five, Otenenbaum. Just oh. like it's going through all of the the same songs. When you listen to it, yeah, it's really different from track to track. Like they're trying new things. Oh, that is really cool. Um, when you get to January, there's an album called Jazz Impressions of a Boy Named Charlie Brown, and it's the same style and mood, but it's non-holiday Charlie Brown music. So it's it's songs that do not they evoke the same mood, but they're not Christmas songs. Oh, that's actually beautiful. And I usually listen to that album a lot in January and even February because it sort of feels like oh I get the same feeling from this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without feeling like I'm uh, listening to the Charlie Brown Christmas album past the point where I should be listening. Sure. Yeah, that's amazing. But I really do recommend the the. If you look for the super deluxe Charlie Brown Christmas, uh-huh. it's on Spotify and it's great. It's so really, just listen. To- it's just four hours of uh, it's like the album in a new mix that sounds to my ears the same. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah. I don't hear it. Sure. I, I'm not. I don't have that kind of uh, musical ear where it's like yeah. still sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the the previous original stereo mix just sounds like the record again uh-huh. but then you get into these sessions and it really is interesting hearing them especially there's one point where you hear the kids who sing the christmas time is here song uh-huh. at one point you hear them they like mess up a take and you hear all these kids laugh oh and it's the first time that i've really thought about the fact that it was just a room full of real children who were singing this yeah, that oh, yeah it's really yeah. like uh kind of amazing because I've always just thought of it as like those animated kids singing it. Yeah. And I know there's kids doing the voices. Of course. But hearing them laugh because they came in too early and then they're like, start over again. And where it really, it adds an extra layer of humanity. Plus the realization that so many of those kids are now no longer with us. Oh yeah, that's wild. <laughs> the sad and the joy, baby. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I will say this. This has been a, this has been beautiful because it is about like uh, um, coping with the coping with the holidays is something that people will have to be dealing with today as they're listening to this, right? Yeah. So I think that you did a, you, a great job of making people feel seen and also preparing them for the next month. Yeah. We should just finish this packet real quick. Yeah, let's finish the packet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Party recipes. They have a recipe for polar chocolate nougat caramel squares. Nah, I don't like fucking nougat. It's a. I, I will say the name yeah. of that dessert. Feels like work. Yeah. Polar chocolate nougat caramel squares. Yeah, that's too yes. much. What's What's your favorite Christmas treat? Um, Holiday treat. What we What we talking with? What What's your go to? I like eggnog. You like it? Yeah, yeah. That doesn't surprise me. I like eggnog. Um, Are you drinking it already? I have had some. You've had some cold or hot? Cold. I never had it. You never me had neither. It? No, I don't drink milk. Okay. Well, it's you a, can get non dairy uh, eggnog now. It's, it's. I don't drink almond milk. Um, I don't think I'll like it. 
what do you drink? I'll I'll make a water. version of it. Okay, I'll make a water nog for you. <laughs> <laughs> I like water. I like Diet Coke. I like coffee. And, and Bud Lights. I'll just put an egg in a Diet Coke. <laughs> Actually, that sounds tremendous. I love eggs so much, and I love Diet Coke. You know the funny thing is? Yeah. Before I knew how egg creams were made, uh-huh. I made an egg cream for myself, and I thought it was just like seltzer and chocolate syrup and an egg. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not bad. Oh, really? A raw egg? Raw egg. How old are you? As a teenager. Okay. That's too old. <laughs> That's too old. Well, like, egg cream is not a thing I grew up with. I think I saw a reference on TV to egg cream. I was yeah. like, this is a New York City drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, The I'll big try. city. Oh, I'll Wall try. Street, egg, egg And egg I'm creams. just like a, a country bumpkin from Missouri. So yeah. I'm like, well, golly, <laughs> I'll make myself one of those egg creams. <laughs> First, you put an egg in it, and then you put some cream. But Start up with a big old spoon. There's no, like, uh, food? Because if you're, eating, you're drinking the eggnog, what do you want food? Food. Yeah. Um, sweet or not sweet? I'm trying to think because I, I feel like I'm forgetting some major. What are the Christmas foods? You like ham? You like goose? I never eat a goose. Never have had a goose. I've never eaten a goose either. Have you ever had a goose? No. Do you think people actually eat goose? Yeah. Christmas sure goose. Christmas goose, right? Yeah. But no reasonable person nowadays is making a Christmas goose. Who's to say what's reasonable? Yeah. And in North Pole, USA, we we have certain rules. Hot chocolate dash bar cocoa. Hot chocolate bar cocoa. What you need is two egg yolks, two ounces of milk chocolate candy bar, and one cup of milk. It doesn't seem like very much chocolate. No, it does not. It's mostly egg and milk. <laughs> doesn't sound too good. Um, Beat the egg yolk in a bowl, put it aside, crush the candy bar. Of candy bar is not a lot, right? Tiny. It's like a little sprinkling. Uh, <laughs> this is mostly eggs. You're just eating eggs. <laughs> um, it's raw eggs, right? I would egg yolks. Yeah. No whites. Oh, but then you top it with a dollop of whipped cream or marshmallow fluff. I don't like... Uh, that they say what you need, and then at the end have this I M- need more. M. Night, yeah, yeah. M. Night Shyamalan twist of, <laughs> you also need whipped cream or marshmallow fluff. Oh, and then you get home and you finally do it, and, and then it goes, and by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't like that either. Then we have a color. the coloring thing, the Polar Express, and it says, color the boy. I don't like his expression. I don't like it either. Yeah, I agree. And I don't think he makes that expression in the movie. No. Not once. He's never this this blown away. Do you like the way the the break in his uh, pocket is made to look? Uh, no, I also I don't like that. It, it looks like he peed his pants and he's standing in a puddle of piss. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what it truly looks like. But we do, and you have been provided the yellow crayon and the green crayon to make it look like a, a puddle, puddle of piss. A puddle of piss. Yeah, there's the what more are you coloring. Do, blue? More coloring. Color the boy as the conductor welcomes him aboard, and it also says reproducible. Interesting. Both of them say reproducible. I don't know if that means... I guess you could... You could have more children. <laughs> I was going to say you could make copies of it and not be sued. I mean, I on know. the side, it says all WB and incorporated, yeah. yada, yada. And I then, was never a colorer. I was I would never get like creative with it. I really like that they included this. This feels Sheet like music. holiday carols for your Polar Express party, and they've included Deck the Halls, We Wish You a Merry Christmas, Jingle Bells, and Up on the Housetop. And can I tell you, as someone that plays music, yeah. these aren't like 
this isn't like a beginner. It's 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 an intermediate version yeah, that's, of sheet music. Yeah. Definitely. Um, it's not like someone's gonna be like, oh, I've taken a couple piano lessons. Anyone that no, plays you need piano at least a year under your belt. has sheet music like this. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the things yeah, I, that makes it's not accessible enough yeah, to make sense. It, and if you can, if you can read this, you probably already you have. You probably it. have this. Yeah, like that's a, a Christmas good book. Yeah. Um, I always think it's that we wish you a Merry Christmas is a funny song because of how much people really lean into the second word. They go, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Oh yeah, we wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish, wish you a Merry Christmas. It's always just like a Happy New Year. Just like a belt Good of tidings. Like a, Even the tidings. The tidings we bring to you and your friend. To tidings for Christmas and a Happy New Year. It's you and your kin, but I like you said to you and your friend. <laughs> well, that's us. <laughs> we were with our friends, not our kid. Kin. <laughs> oh, kin. I thought it was kid. Oh no. Uh, I, I like that each of them. <laughs> That's a different story. <laughs> glad, uh, glad tidings we bring to you and your kid. <laughs> uh, yeah. You and your friend, I like that one because I like imagining that th it's from the point of view of someone who's like, I don't know if they're dating. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, let's just be general. Let's, you and your friend. To you and your friend who can come along if yeah. you want. Yeah. You bring your friend. Bring I, your friend along. Oh. Who's your, Sebastian, who's your friend? Uh, oh. My, my parents are funny. That my parents will be like, "Well, Sebastian, if you want to invite uh, a friend to the holidays, you're allowed." Glad tidings we bring to you and your your friends. And if they wanted me to bring like my friend Mad or Robbie, they'll go, "Bro, invite Robbie." But if it's romantic, they go, "A friend." You could bring a friend. Glad tidings we bring to you and your friend. <laughs> it's funny on Christmas. Uh huh. And there'll be a certain point every year at Christmas where my mom will request every kid to play the piano and sing. Oh, that's, oh, that's nice. really fun. So, and we'll all play the piano and sing. So, no matter what, I'm gonna have to play the piano and sing. Um, that's nice. I didn't know you played the piano. Yeah, I really like it. It's the only thing I don't. I don't care about how good I am. Yeah, and that's what makes it great. Do you know how to play any of the Charlie Brown Christmas songs? No, I are they I hard? Did. Yeah, they're hard. But I, I there was a time in my life I could have. I bet you could play the fake around versions of some of those, where you could play chords oh, that would yeah, evoke. Yeah, I could yeah. play chords, fake around chords that would evoke it. Yes, but that's not. That's how my sister plays piano now. I'll come home. We don't play. We haven't played in a long time. Which I'm still like, it's good that sure. she does that. But she'll just have like seven chords on a piece of paper. Oh, it's good. It's it like B flat, then, and then she'll just do that, and she'll yeah. just be like, yeah. Most songs, that's good enough. Yeah, definitely. If you're not trying to be creative, but yeah. like, I, I'll play like sometimes I'll play. Ray Charles and I want to hit hit the notes. You know, I had it or yeah. Billy Joel solos. I had another idea recently. Okay, uh, for I heard a song that was like one of those uh, rock and roll fifties style Christmas because they do sing a song like that when in the Polar Express. After Santa leaves, they sing "Rocking on Top of the World for Christmas." <laughs> Rocking on top of the world. Uh, and I always think it's a very funny type of Christmas music that sounds like 1950s rock and roll. Yeah. Like any of the any of those songs that are kind of like "Well, it's Christmas Day and we're here to stay." Yeah. Rock and roll Christmas is way to way. Those songs always kind of sound the same to me. Yeah, yeah. Like rock and roll Rudolph, rock on round the clock. Yeah. It's the same chord progression. I had an idea because I had this song that I made up in my head called uh, um, "Santa Claus Saturday Night." 
Okay. Sounds great already. <laughs> and it's literally just about how fun it is when Christmas is on a Saturday and, and Santa Claus. Uh, <laughs> oh. It's like, rock around Christmas, Santa Claus, Saturday night. <laughs> and then I was like, it'd be really funny. Bring out the nuts. Santa Claus here. He's having some fun. It's Saturday. Saturday night. Santa Claus, Saturday night. We all know it's not Friday night. Santa Claus, Saturday night. The First comes Monday, then comes Tuesday. No Santa inside yet on Wednesday. Well, my idea for the album, I do think I'm going to make this at some point. I just need to get. A You're f- going to make this. I'm going to make this album. I'm announcing it now. I'm going to okay. make this album. You have a full album. From the episode, you have a January character TV series. You have a movie about Santa Claus traveling intergalactically, and now an I album. Think, I think you swapped it. I think it's a yeah, January yeah. movie. January is just an event that I want to catch on where people start saying, the well, it's New, it's New Year's Eve, and you know what that means. <laughs> Tomorrow, you might. Get this is from the January man. Leave out the warrants for January man. Oh, no. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so January man, of course, is just a character I want to introduce. Just like the Easter Bunny. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to rebrand. I want to rebrand him so that the January man. At one point, he did help catch a serial killer. That's I, as- good. I assume the movie ends with him catching <laughs> yeah, a serial killer. I mean, killer. we don't know. I haven't seen it. It yeah. could be like the oh, recipe. Seen it. Okay. The, but <laughs> the January man, whatever he may or may not have done. Maybe they did a sequel. They did not. February fellow. February fellow. Well, the January man, I want people to just hit him to catch on as a character in American and global for- folklore. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's just like, it's January. Uh, guess who I am? You have a mustache. Yeah, on. Like, yeah. uh, it's the January man. I mean, yeah. you kind of have like, uh, what's that mustache? November. Movember, yeah. yeah. But the January man has a mustache, and that's just part of his thing. <laughs> um, no, I want to make an album that is okay. like 50 style rock and roll songs. They'll all roughly sound the same. So I just need to get a competent band that can do those kind of one for the money. Those kind of like, yeah, yeah. you could do that. Yeah. And I want. Uh, it'll be a seven song album. Maybe there'll be a few more if I can think of it, but I want to have a Christmas, like a song for each day of the week. Like what if Christmas is on a Monday? Like, so no matter what you get in play. Tuesday, Christmas, Tuesday is coming soon. (laughs) Yesterday is Monday. Tuesday is off the moon. (laughs) It's Um, a hump day Christmas over here on a Wednesday night. Yeah. (laughs) Hump day Christmas. Wednesday is coming round. Um, And the advantage of this album is that Christmas is on a different day every year. So different years will sort of people who play Christmas songs, holiday playlists, it'll get different emphasis because like, you don't want to play Santa Claus Saturday night on a year when uh, Christmas is on a Tuesday. My big question uh, I have for a question. You. I have a question. Go ahead. Great. I'm ready all to right. field all, right. all inquiries about this yet all to right. be recorded or yet, written album. Could, could you maybe make it almost like a 12 days of Christmas thing where it starts, your album can be played for the week after Christmas or the week leading up to Christmas where it just starts either or ends on Christmas. Do you want that or you just want one song per year? I'm not sure I fully, there's just a lot of math involved in your question. So either it's like, you could do the whole week. It's a week long celebration of your album that either it ends on Christmas or so the 12 days of Christmas we were talking starts on Christmas and then there's the 12 days. Could you do that with your album? Tuesday, Christmas, then you go Wednesday, then and it's like a almost like a seven days of Christmas album. The problem with that is it sounds okay. like in order to really do it right, because I want an album that that has a, a song for each of the days of the week being yeah. Christmas. Okay. The problem with doing that for the days starting with Christmas 12 days is that it starts to then I feel like you need to do multiple versions of those 12 days. <laughs> yep. So you have to <laughs> Okay, all right. Like, it is 49 my, my, versions now. Yeah. That that <laughs> yeah. you basically need, okay, okay, you need okay. 12 days. <laughs> 
for <laughs> you wanted to be specific seven. enough. Yes. Okay, 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 okay. So my question to you, great, because you said there's seven songs, maybe eight or nine. What would the eighth or ninth song be if we're doing the days of the week? Um, <laughs> what, 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 would yeah, the what are the bonus tracks? Is? Yeah, would it be Monday morning Christmas? <laughs> it's the bonus track. Um, one of the songs could be about how. This year we have a, a, a song called Leap Year Christmas. <laughs> Leap Year yeah. Christmas. There's a song about how this year we had to wait one day longer to get to Christmas. I'm on board with because, Leap Year okay. Christmas. Because back in February we had an extra day. So it's like, I've been waiting for Santa Claus 24 hours longer. <laughs> oh, all right. And interesting because I like that because it's a conversation piece. It's like, what is this song? Oh, it's Leap oh, Year Christmas It's song. not about Christmas being on a leap year. It's about how in a leap year you have to wait longer for Christmas for to Christmas come around. Because also, that's I don't know whether Santa Claus takes Le- Leap Year off or whether Santa Claus uses Leap Year to be like, this year we have some wiggle room. Uh, leap Year. Uh, extra day to make toys for all the girls and, and boys. I bet you kids get more gifts on a Leap Year. Maybe. There might be a couple kids on the naughty list that sneak onto that nice list. Or on a Leap Year, uh, there might be... It's weird that leap year is the year that you have the day because it feels like the other years you leap over that day, right? Correct. Yeah, it's the opposite. It's that's just my feeling. It's a bad phrase. Whoever came Very up with that's an idiot. Uh, but uh, it could be an extra day in which to scrutinize the behavior uh, and an extra day in, in which you could slip up, do yeah. something naughty. Yeah, it's a dangerous day for ch- leap years are hard for kids. One more day, you got to be nice. That's hard. Um, yeah. So. Uh, I'm make that album. I want to make the TV series about uh, um, Santa Trek, uh, where it's where <laughs> post-apocalyptic it's, traveling to other all the, planets. The human race dies out, but Santa and his elves Jesus. and his uh, and his uh, reindeer they live because they're not. None of them are human in the normal understanding. They're not mortal in that yeah. way. And he has nothing left to do because Christmas as a holiday died out because the planet became unlivable. This is I and mean, the and first uh, the first act of that is definitely like oh god the first act of that movie is probably the realization that it's happening where there's like a major climate disaster on Christmas Eve and it's just oh like, yeah and he can't you deliver see it. the toys that year well there's a feeling of like it's happened before where it's like yeah. oh some of these uh, gifts don't need to be delivered now all right well, we got a job to do let's do it let's. Oh, let's do it. All right. Yeah. Still Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And but something sad where it's like a harbinger of things to come. And then we see like we we zoom into the TV screen and we see like a climate scientist talking about at this rate, uh the earth will be un you know, and then we cut to the year uh um, three thousand. We do the, the law and order thing. Dunk dunk. <laughs> dunk, dunk. Yeah. <laughs> and the well, it's like the last delivery of the last Christmas present. Uh, for the last child to uh, be alive. Wow. And now that's and a it's, scene. Yeah, that's a scene. Now that's a scene. Where it's like, Santa. And it's like, oh, been a light year. Yeah. <laughs> what does that kid even wish for? Yeah. <laughs> well, the, wish for the, yeah. the one, the wishing for like more people to be around. It's just like, I can't do that. So here's. A sled. Yeah, here's a, sl- a sled. It's, it's melting outside. It has its own atmosphere around it. So there we go. A gas mask was yes. the last gift a Santa would give. Uh, I'm very. But once he gets, once he builds up spaceship, I think there's probably a period where he doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Like last man on Earth. Yeah, where he's not doing anything, Huxley's and the elves around. are like not sure what to do. 
And then there's a point where he just starts building something. Where would he be living if he's not in the North Pole? Because that must have been gone. I think, no, no. Oh, North Pole is protected by a, a magic. magic. He lives in Santa's workshop's fine, but it's also like what it's really like up there is just like uh, flaming yeah, a water ocean. park. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. A lot of projects were initiated in yes, this. Yes. This is good. You got a lot of great, you <laughs> yeah. did a lot of work today. You Tom. did. Can I say another thing? Of yes. Course. Santa has a big bag in the Polar Express. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the modern conceit that the bag is magical. Me too. I like that too. Me too, because it's not logical to make it that big because it's still not big enough. It's not big enough. It'll never be big enough. Yeah. It'll never be big enough, so make it magic. And so uh, in Violent Night, the bag is almost, it's like a portal. It's like you reach uh, it. He doesn't, even, he doesn't even know fully what uh, he's about to get. There was another movie where it was a portal. Uh, I forget what it was. But yeah, I love the idea of like, world jumping through that bag. And I kind of like the idea of Santa out of a sense of nostalgia having it be like it's a full bag, but it's like it's not sure. It's full of more than you can even tell. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I like him having to do some lifting. Me too. Also, we talked about this on the pod like Santa's his muscles must they don't matter. He could lift an infinite amount of weight, Santa. Right. Yeah, he's he, magic. He's magic. Like there's yeah. magic we don't even comprehend about Santa. The I like that Santa so Santa's body type is a choice. Yes. Yeah. It's a choice. There's the Rudolph model of it, the the uh, Puppetoon uh, TV special, uh-huh. where Santa's thin most of the year, and it's he has to like Raging Bull style bulk up for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's bulking season, babe. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, uh, oh yeah, he tries on the pants and they fall down, and yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. He's one of my favorite. Santa's. That, yeah, uh, my friends used to always quote the line in that where he says, oh my, it looks like we're going to have to cancel Christmas. And he's uh, Chris, and there's like, right? He's Chris, not Nick. Yeah. He's Chris Kringle. And the idea oh, that it's yeah. like, you don't get to cancel the holiday yeah. just because you can't deliver the toys. It will still happen. Sure. Families got each other gifts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, like, yeah. Slow down. Yeah. yeah. Not, not every all gift on is you. a Santa gift. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, this is amazing. At the end of the uh, at the end of the things we've been doing, we've been saying if we would recommend Polar Express. Yeah, would you recommend? Yeah, I would say um, a lot of people won't like it because it's a weird movie. I would say very fun movie to go see in a theater. Yeah, very it was fun. It was infinitely I, better in a theater. I don't know that it's as fun seeing that movie at home if you don't already have affection for it. Yeah. Um, it aesthetically, it won't be to a lot of people's liking. Very strange film. A lot of fun. I would recommend unreservedly to anyone watching the song Hot Chocolate, which you can see on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Everyone should actually watch that. That's a mandatory viewing. It's because it's genuinely so delightfully bonkers. If I was to remake the Polar Express, there would be no conflict and it would just be still train and every 20 minutes Hot Chocolate would be sung. I don't know. I like that. I like the ride. I, I like that I like, it's a ride. I also like. I I started to like that they were f- making trouble for themselves. <laughs> I started to grow fond of the rhythm of like, wait, we're stuck now. The, the time period became shorter and oh, yeah, shorter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we're like, we have to get out of here. Yeah. Finally, Santa. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> wait, oh no, my ticket. <laughs> Robbie, would you recommend? Yeah, I thought it was a fun. It was really cool. I would definitely recommend the Alamo Draft House in Staten Island. Yeah, me too. Uh, and it was fun. 
it was a fun little they put effort into it and i, I think that. that's a big thing of the holidays is the more effort you put in the more you get out and they yeah. put effort in which we appreciate it i also think and this will be the last thing that i'll say okay, okay. i might say some more things yeah after that. <laughs> some more things i want to um, say too i've heard a lot of people in the return to the theater going experience talk about like well movies are great for big spectacle yeah. or they're great for like horror movie stuff uh -huh. but i've heard people say confidently and i for a while i was sort of accepting it it's like oh okay that comedy is something that you don't need to see in a theater yeah oh i don't necessarily and agree. i i really disagree yeah I, yes. the more i think about it i'm like i think it's a real i think i think people have accepted that as the conventional wisdom that well comedy you can just watch at home i'm like Comedies are better with an audience. 100%. And, a packed audience. And I think they're, even the greatest comedies, if you watch them by yourself or even just with like one or two people on a screen at home where you can be distracted, yeah, you just, it's not the same. And I saw Superbad in theater and Tropic Thunder, and they're like some of my favorite comedies growing up because because of that. Yeah. I, like, I liked, like, when I think about seeing Borat in the theater versus watching Borat 2 on Amazon uh, Prime. Yeah. I would have given anything to see Borat 2 in a theater because it's really funny. Borat 1 was hilarious in the theater, screaming people. And and I think, like, the jokes, because there are some funny jokes here and there in Polar Express. Yeah, we were laughing. And there were sometimes where we were just laughing because it was crazy. Yeah. But it felt so good to laugh in a movie theater. Yeah. And, um, and I hope that that is a thing that doesn't get lost. Yeah. Because... I I think we're movie comedies even before the pandemic were starting to become less of a cultural event. Yeah. And comedy is starting to be, feel like a lonely thing that people do. And like I love watching TikTok videos and laughing. Sure. But I think that is a thing that I'll contradict myself slightly in terms of like the oh, good old days whatever. <laughs> I just I could easily see it slipping away as a thing that people don't think of comedy as a thing you see with a bunch of people. I think what it is now is sharing with friends. Like that yeah. share button. Yeah. Or like gathering around a phone, which isn't as... But the best part of comedy is hearing the laughter, I would say. Like live comedy is great because the energy of the room yeah. and the laughter like it makes it funnier. That's and it's like why it will continue to exist. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, seeing Glass Onion in the theater, uh -huh. it's really funny. Yeah, I'm most, so pissed that it's not. Most people are going to see it on Netflix I know. a few weeks from now, and some of them are not. Some of the people are not going to fully appreciate how funny that movie is because yeah. they're going to watch it on their own. And there's some really, I think it's my favorite Ryan Johnson film, uh -huh. and I think it's his, easily his funniest. It's the, it's got the best jokes of any Ryan Johnson film. I love that. And I was so glad that I got a chance to see it during the one week that Netflix allowed it to be. I know. The I tried to go see it and I was shocked that there it's only in one week. I will say this. Uh, when it comes on to Netflix, I already saw that um, New Beverly Cinema, the Quentin Tarantino's movie theater in L.A., uh -huh. Netflix will be allowing theaters to show it once it's on Netflix. Oh, cool. Oh, that's so cool. I might go see I'm it in hoping, I'm hoping that in cities, particularly like in New York, that it might pop up because yeah. there's an appetite for it because it's so funny to see uh, uh, both a mystery where you feel the energy of the people in the audience kind of being surprised or shocked by things, uh -huh. but also when there is a moment that we all 
think is funny at the same time. Yeah. Even the moment of like someone else some finds something funny before you realize it's funny. Yeah. And you hear the laugh and then you're like, oh, and then you're brought along with it yeah, because yeah. like you're not not everybody is always the first person to get a joke in a movie. Totally. And sometimes you might miss the joke. But there's one smart person in the audience who gets it first and is sort of like, hey, everybody, that was funny. Yeah, and yeah. everybody realizes it at the same time. Ugh. Log I comedy will exist. Yeah. It will. Yeah. Connor, this has been beautiful. Very beautiful. Happy Before Happy we holidays. leave, and not to put you on the spot, you don't have to, but you sang us probably uh, 50 jingles on the way home. Do you have one final parting uh Parting jingle. Oh, it's Christmas time again. <laughs> and here we are talking at microphones and things. It isn't in the spring. It's really part of winter and Christmas goes away. I sing my song when Christmas is today. That song, if you hear that song in the Polar Express, we determined it is a template where you can sing anything. And it kind of makes it. And it does have that happy and sad thing. Yeah. It's, like, it's happy at this part, but then it's really sad. It is a Christmas thing. Yeah. Because uh, Christmas is so happy, but then it is so sad. Because Christmas good, but no Christmas is bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh god incredible truly amazing truly uh, amazing and we jingled our bells when that song was yes. playing in the theater <laughs> while that very sad melancholy song. ballad was playing um this is beautiful where can the people uh find you on on instagram on <laughs> no don't find me i'm hiding where can the people find you um instagram connor ratliff i'm still on twitter uh but uh, who knows, <laughs> right? Who knows? Yeah, uh, you can find, knows? Me, you can find me on Hive, which I think is not sure. working anymore. I don't think it is either. <laughs> Mastodon, if you can figure out what it is. Like, Amazing. I'm looking forward to whatever the new thing is. That's that, beautiful. But yeah, at Connor Ratliff, uh, George Lucas Talk Show, you can find on YouTube. Yep. Our old shows and other things. And Dead Eyes, where you find podcasts. I love that so much. Amazing. Um, and thank you all for being with us for this uh this is our Christmas adventure because this is the last day of our Christmas adventure. And it really means the world to us that uh, you were all here and sharing the podcast and uh, loving the clips and sending us messages. And I hope that it brought you some Christmas joy this year. Yeah, it did for us. That's beautiful. All right, yeah. Robbie. Uh, Merry Christmas, Merry everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. And don't don't forget, you know, in a week or so, the January <laughs> <laughs> man is coming. <laughs> I might pay you a visit. All right, Robbie. Hit the fucking music. <laughs> <laughs>